0: Yeah, they're just like, oh yeah, there, bud. Uh, so are uh, you still playing your games or what? Like, what are you, what are you doing there, bud? Like, I don't, <laughs> yeah. I don't fucking understand. Uh, so you're uh, on the computer? You, oh, you're up the Holy shit, there! Bud. I'm just like, yeah, you know. So I always tell them it's like I've run it like an internet radio show.
1: Man, this is awesome. We're so happy to have you.
0: Yo, thank you for inviting me on, guys. I appreciate the invite.
1: So you have, uh, bro. And Lobo, they're both brothers out of you know New York. Yep. And nice. Spidey is a California native living up in uh, Jersey now.
2: Jersey, yep. <laughs> uh,
0: good. Awesome.
2: Good stuff. So, don't pass I'm... judgment on all of us just yet, okay? Yeah, <laughs> no, wait. no. I we got uh, we got uh, an <laughs> uh, Atlanta like, Canadian two Yorkers, here, so two Yorkers, two we're good. We're good. Jersey
3: we're
2: good. Guy. <laughs> yeah. Now, what do,
1: what do you what do they call oh, people my from
4: you skipped yourself there, Barry. Yeah, come on, Barry. Oh yeah,
0: Barry. I'm Noof. I'm Barry. His name's Noof from Newfoundland. Right.
3: Right.
4: right from Newfoundland. I, I, it took me how long to put this together? How long have I known you? And then it was like I don't know, even a month ago. I was like, hold on, is that why they call you? Newfoundland?
2: First of all, that's a lot so, better than me. I thought it was about like the dogs, Newfoundland's. Which now I put all the dots together, and I was like, he's a big scary dog when he plays video games. Okay, fine. Uh,
5: <laughs> I'll admit yeah. it just clicked for me when you said that. So
2: Oh okay. Okay.
0: <laughs> that's fair. It's bad.
1: We're just a big gray area and all their weather maps down here.
0: <laughs> we're yeah, no, right. Yeah, no, we they they call us Islanders or Maritimers okay. or, you know, anything like that, more or less. But uh, anybody that's from away, they're from awares or mainlanders, you know how it is. So Yeah. That's um, yeah, that's I'm, what we
1: call anybody from like, yeah, from outside of Newfoundland yeah. or mainlanders, that's That's what it is. I like
0: partying with Newfies, though. It's always a good time. So you guys do it right.
1: We do. (laughs) Yeah, we definitely enjoy that. You know, what else are you going to do when you're you're on an island in the North Atlantic? You're isolated.
0: Not not a whole lot going on. Fish.
1: Yeah, fish. I don't like fish, but that's okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Farm. That's you know a little bit of tourism. You know seasonal stuff, and you know what you just got to make your own way up here, right? So. Really good for streaming and stuff, making videos. A lot of influencers on PEI and like in the Maritimes because of that too. So
2: that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. that is interesting. That's cool. Around is it like around fishing and things like that, or is it like?
0: Well, it's like uh there's been like a
2: maritime?
0: been like a like almost like a surge of new development here, like small businesses and like people coming over and being paid to like showcase and get on Instagram and stuff like that. So you have like wow. this huge like thriving like little like hipster kind of side to it but then also there's like a lot of that uh, people coming over to see all the fishing and eat all the lobster and all that sort of there stuff there you go yeah they're coming so what, over
2: so what you're saying is now's the time to invest in in property and man
0: there's like a less than <laughs> one vacancy curve, you right mean? here so yeah yeah now's is, the time come on good. in
2: yeah, it's, uh, this is like the new Brooklyn, right? I mean, oh, it, it's we crazy, can get ahead right? of it, hell, guys. I, you know, this could be the future.
0: Oh, it's wild! Like that, I think uh, most of Canada is like like that right now. It's just, it's insane all across the board wherever you go.
2: Yeah.
3: Hmm. So, what are you drinking over there?
0: Uh, Canadian Club, you know there the you classic,
4: go. the classic,
0: classic, the go-to, good old CC, good old, good old CC, yeah never let me down it's uh like 14 bucks you know yeah old trusty (laughs) old Old trusty (laughs) yeah no i I like like finer whiskey sometimes but you know i don't know canadian club always gets the job done for sure
2: (laughs) into any single malt stuff anything like that or just straight whiskey guy
0: uh uh you know single malt is good canadian whiskey um scotch is all right Little bit of uh, Jameson. Like, if I go to the States, like, yeah. I don't know the order, you guys have like 500 different types of bourbon. So I'm just like, you got Jameson? Yeah. They're always, they always got Jameson. Yeah, so, Jameson go-to. on the rocks. If I go down to like Boston or something like that, that's like the go to. I'm always asking for these like weird Canadian brands. I think, I think you guys have Crown Royal. Not a fan. Not a fan. I don't know. I'm like sacrilegious with that. I don't know. I don't, I don't, it's different. It's just not my stuff. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Seagum Seven—that's a good one. It's another Canadian mm. whiskey. That's always seven and sevens. I've had a couple of those in my day.
0: Oh, seven and sevens. Yeah, 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 yeah. Me too.
4: If you well, like uh, Jameson, sorry. If you like Jameson, there's another one. Uh, Tullamore Dew. That's like uh, uh, kind of like Jameson, but way smoother, and it's actually cheaper. It's a, that's a nice one.
1: Nice. Yeah, that's the thing about back home though. Beer and alcohol are so expensive.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Well, if most places, uh, different communities, just have like a pile of Alpine. You know what I mean? Just like or like just just light beer in general. But yeah, things are not cheap up yeah. this way. The one like, time, I, the time I visited I
5: Canada, that. like I just tried to go to the store and buy a beer. They're like, "Oh no, you have to go to the beer store. You have to go to the liquor store." Like it's not, it's state so, run, right
0: yeah well it's um yeah it's like state province run so like where i'm at Ah. you got to get your booze from the booze store and then if you're over in new brunswick you can just go to the gas station and just so we're actually trying to do that here um there's a couple gas stations that lobbied their way in so they can actually sell booze but most of them can't oh it's crazy Yeah, yeah it's like um it, like people will just be like i'm going to mel's which is like a brand of store that just sells booze that's a- do, like do those beef.
2: stores like would mel sell anything else or is it like a liquor no they store got everything else it's like okay. it's like in the states where you got it's like, like everything store,
0: and right? then yeah they just got that special yeah. treatment I don't, I don't know how the hell that happened but they it's figured basically it out, jersey so. jersey it's the exact same Jersey's. way like
5: i can't get anything anywhere i have to go to the place we can no, pump see, our bro. gas, though.
0: We can do that here. That's I don't true. know. That, I was driving that, through Jersey one time, and I, I got they out, and they're wait. like, you, no, you can't no do it. they will like,
3: they're like you sir, insane? please step back in your vehicle. So, You're it like,
5: was, It's... I grew up in California, so I always pump my own gas. Even as like seven years old, my wa- my mom would be like, "Hey, go pump our gas for us." And so like when we moved to Jersey, I'm like, "Do I tip them? What do I do?" Like it felt <laughs> so weird, like having yeah. my other guy pump my gas. But um, I could. We we went to this museum, and they had like this. Um, it was like a kids' museum, so they had this like fake car and little pumping gas. And there was somebody from Jersey like, "I can't believe someone could pump their own gas. It's so dangerous." And I'm just <laughs> thinking to myself like, "Who are you?"
0: It's good stuff. Uh... Yeah, this is good stuff. Oh, so, well.
5: so deadly. I, I mean, again, thank you for for coming on, man. This is really exciting. The um, so you've been you've been gaming for a long time. You've been streaming for a long time. Um, I saw that you've been taking a bit of a break from Tarkov as well. I mean, we we just we are just a bunch of guys that enjoy playing the game, and so we we always have so much banter. We decided to try to do a podcast, and it's been it's been a ton of fun. But. Looking at your game list, like Daisy stands out to me because that's really where I got back into PC gaming. And mm-hmm. I was just curious to like at what stage of Daisy were you playing? Were you doing were you at the mod times? Were you at the
0: standalone? Uh yeah, I was um I I think it was uh twenty um I think it was like twenty eleven or twenty twelve. I think maybe twenty twelve. Yeah, When Daisy became popular. And um I remember It was, I was watching Twitch on my phone. Like, we just got that phone app. I think Twitch was like just getting started, maybe a year old. And uh, I seen this game. It was in the number one category. And the number one streamer had 700 viewers. And he was Russian. Nobody knew who he was. But everybody was standing around a campfire and speaking Russian and speaking English. And it was nighttime. And people were running through the woods in Armor 2, like, stupid style with their little flashlights. And zombies were just coming out of like everywhere just because they were right off the coast and it was just crazy early and I was like what what is this game like I need like I need to check this out um I before then I was like a World of Warcraft guy so been making videos on World of Warcraft just for fun for yeah. a long time like since 2006 just pure nerd in it like a 14 year old like making videos and poor aspect ratios and bad microphones <laughs> but just doing it for fun But um, it was really Daisy that started really like making me think different about how to make videos and then also like caring about streaming a little bit more, but still just as a hobby. So right from the very beginning, I was super invested in the mod.
5: That's awesome. Yeah, I was a... And ashamed to say is like I played Xbox for like forever and then I used to play PC and then went to Xbox. Shame. I, first no, I, I was first an Xbox shame. guy. Yeah, I played Xbox Xbox
0: with, Xbox, with Xbox Live. Yeah. yeah. Halo. Sure. I was a huge Halo player. I was um I played a lot of game battles, like competitive oh, nice. Halo. Yeah. Wow. So wow. and and that was um that's I lo- I was really, really strong at it. Um really enjoyed it. So I don't know where that would have went if I stuck with it. But um yeah, no, I was big into that until World of Warcraft. Like okay. wow kind of just sucks you in just sucked me in and i just got stuck and lost in that world and um honestly uh, console gaming was like really strong but around like 2010 ish like i found it my interest level in that was starting to taper off a little bit so like the call of duties were starting to really ramp up like a new one every single year and it was like ah well luster
5: luster i
0: i, I kind of lost it a little bit after that i think it was like world at war was like the last one i really cared about yep. and then i just went full-blown console or a pc after that yeah, Here's I kind of said, I, the I follow of, the same thing. Go sorry, yeah, on the go PC, for it.
1: I was saying on the PC side of things, you got those real-time strategy games that you can't do on a console, whether it's the Age of Empires and and whatnot.
0: Hmm. Yeah, Age yeah. 2, man. I uh that was like my first big game. I like bought I remember I convinced my dad to if we were saving fifty-fifty, I would be able to buy a computer. So I bought like the cheapest Dell like Inspiron 2000 okay. and Two or something like that, two thousand one, and uh, it could play Age of Empires two. So that was like a reason minimum, why I got minimum requirements
2: met. And you're like minimum, minimum requirements, like <laughs> yeah,
0: it it couldn't run anything else really. Maybe RuneScape, but uh not even Diablo two. Man, like I don't even yeah. know how that's possible. But it was like literally just like a work computer, the cheapest one, but.
5: Yeah, I I built another computer after moving away from Xbox because of DayZ. Like just seeing the videos, seeing Arma Two, and I'm like, I want to play that game so bad. And just my memories of that have been just phenomenal. But so I was excited to see that.
2: I think it's funny you guys talking about DayZ like that because I I I you, you know you guys know deadly. You don't, but I've never played DayZ. And I just wasn't, I've come back into the gaming scene, like, late, I feel like, because the way you're talking about, like, seeing DayZ and being like, holy shit, I need to play this. Like, I want to be involved in this, is how I felt coming back and, like, really investing, like, gaming time into Tarkov. And like, mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I'm not one of the guys who's been around since the beginning of Tarkov. And, and uh, you know, as you hear on the streamers, like, I don't know the pain, right? But I hear it from these guys a little yeah. bit anyway, in terms of like the evolution of stuff. So I, I it's funny to hear the DayZ comparison because it's like, I feel like I'm in your shoes now of where you were when you were like, holy shit, this is awesome. And I want to be involved in that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's interesting to, say, to see. I think uh, it's also interesting to see your transition from like Daisy or or from World of Warcraft to Daisy, right? And like they're such different style of games. Um, and mm-hmm. you know, I I play other games as well, like World of Tanks and things like that, which are nowhere near you know as different. Really, it's kind of you know first person shooter in a different way, right? But it's that transitions a lot easier for me in terms of point and click, right? And and looking for it, whereas like the the game play style of a uh, world of warcraft or by comparison now right is is new world is is very similar i feel like how do you how did you find that transition between games like was, did you do that I, it, quick cut over and be like you know what this is it i'm all in or was it something progressive
0: um well when it when it was the world of warcraft the daisy stuff um that was just a quick switch because i was just doing stuff for fun so i was just kind of like streaming and uh, playing anything that I wanted to play, and the stream was super loose. Like I would turn the stream on like Monday, Tuesday. I would be working, maybe turn the stream on on a Friday or a Saturday, and just kind of do it like that. So that transition was it. It was more so on the YouTube side because I was I was still making YouTube videos on a regular basis. Um, but uh, yeah, it was it was a little bit weird. Like I would I would start off making like one video just to kind of test the waters and kind of see the response. And if the response was good, I would just continue doing that. Um, I can't really explain how I knew it was going to work. I just, when I just uploaded the first video for Daisy, I think I remember I was like looking over the Northwest airfield and I was like watching some people loot camping tents and trying to go into this base and getting swarmed by zombies. And I thought that was like just a really cool experience. So not really one that I could get in World of Warcraft at all. So um so like but crea- I, think, I just came like, up with a lot of ideas this is gonna
2: work yeah
0: yeah I, I and then also just like the ideas of like how i can make videos and make stories rather than just hey guys like before that i was a world of warcraft power leveling guy so i would do like solo speed runs through world of warcraft and teach people how to play and do things the most efficient way so which is comes in handy in Tarkov down the road. But at the time, like I was able to do that in like something completely different in Daisy. And that's what really intrigued me and got me in. And uh, I was heavily inspired by people like, you know, Frankie and Jack Fraggs, especially. Like, I still think Jack Fraggs' High Bandits is one of the greatest Daisy and also FPS gaming playlists of all time. Specifically the Chinaris bus tour. That one might be one of the greatest YouTube gaming videos ever made. And uh just that was just so much fun. So that's yeah. that transition was really smooth, I would say, from wow. Cause like WoW was in a weird spot between Missapendaria. It was that Missapendaria time and people were kind of like, eh, jumping ship. The old crowd yeah. was kind of leaving. The new cl- crowd was coming in.
5: You said something that's kind of interesting, and I think it translates well between Daisy and Tarkov, is the is the story element. And there's something I really hope that comes to, if they ultimately make Tarkov an open world type of game, that it can follow a very similar formula to what Daisy is providing. Because Daisy, I mean, arguably, Arma 2 engine is horrible. It looks horrible. It yeah. functions horrible. But the mechanics and the stories that, that came out of that mod were just so intriguing and so, in, like, just so much fun that I'm I have very similar feelings of Tarkov is that I have these really cool stories we jump on after a long day of work and we start talking oh my god last night this happened so I'm really hoping that as they move through the development if we ultimately see an open world Tarkov that it is a very reminiscent of Daisy
0: I hope so um I think the persistency will be hard for them to yeah Yeah, it would be hard for them to maneuver around but um if they add voip and they connect all the maps together you know i could see i could see something similar um they would also have to have like the ability to surrender or um some restraint surrendering and restraining and having the worlds together somehow if they can get those three i could see you getting some similar experiences
1: now, pardon my ignorance with Daisy. I totally missed the boat on that, and I I really regret that because that looked like people had so much fun in that. The whole surrendering. Yeah, it's not too
2: late. Yeah, not too late. You could, we could,
1: right.
5: could
2: totally play
5: standalone
1: no, got right
2: We got yeah. to roll up for Daisy. We'll yeah. have we'll, to, yeah. We'll, 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 we'll fr- fresh meat. I haven't played <laughs> right that new map that with the bears or whatever that came
0: L- out. Lithuania L- L- uh-huh.
1: L- or something
2: like that? Yeah, I haven't.
0: I haven't Smoke, Smoke has some really good servers. Yeah. Um, if you're gonna go play Daisy standalone, definitely play on Smokes servers. Okay. It's probably the most authentic uh Daisy experience that you can get right now because the game has changed so much over the last um nearly 10 years now. So um it's hard to get a good survival experience. Like there's servers that have death matches and ammo everywhere and weapons everywhere. That's not the Daisy experience. The right, Daisy right. experience is like spawning on the coast, finding like a little Makarov trying to headshot some guy that's like sniping at you from ages away, taking his stuff, eating his beans and like yep. rolling through and meeting random people that it might be good or might be bad. And a lot of the biggest reason why I left standalone uh, is because I felt that that experience was pretty much gone after they reinvented their engine. There was essentially all, all of the features were stripped down and there was not a whole lot to do anymore. It was yeah. a lot of fun before. And then it just kind of stopped and started again. So I think for a lot of people now is the time where you can jump in and get a good experience.
1: And what does the whole surrendering aspect do? Why wouldn't somebody just kill you and take your stuff? What, what benefit would that in day Z to, to surrender to somebody?
0: Well, um, one of the reasons is to potentially keep your guy alive because the, I, I know it sounds silly, but in Tarkov um, you can get from point A to point B across the map. And I don't know if you're booking at 10 minutes on the yeah. largest maps, in day Z, it could take well over an hour, hour and a half. Oh, so okay. if, you're, if you're in the middle of nowhere and you've been surviving for three or four days, yep. uh, you might want to surrender to keep your character's life or explain like your intentions or okay. maybe even talk your way out of it. Right. Um, Yeah, so that, that would be the main reason.
2: I'm and that's gonna... through VoIP. You'd have those conversations with oh, yeah. you, yep. like other players. Yeah, you like, you would be like, "Hey, like, don't can...
0: hey, hey, hey,
5: I'm friendly. I'm friendly." That dynamic
2: is just fucking. Drop cool. your weapons, right? Oh, it's like,
0: it's wild. It gets so really intense.
2: That concept of like the world size, right, and, and like traveling and like that. Like I played Scum and and it's beta or you know in in thereafter uh, for a little while, and that to me was like a mind blowing experience because of how much the travel was involved right and yep. these guys knowing arma and knowing daisy are like wow, that's are you kidding yeah, me it, i'm like i'm running for 40 minutes and i'm not even back to my fucking body yet like this yeah. sucks with the run simulator you know yeah, but, that's what they call it the know, i respect sim, yep. it i respect it like it's you gotta find those you know you have to weigh that out and negotiate and just be like whoa, whoa, whoa fuck it. i'll surrender and we'll talk about it Maybe you still put a cat in my ass, but at the same time, maybe I could talk my way out of this. That type of interaction, like applied to something like Tarkov would be insane. Like it just opens up a whole new way to play the game, you know? Or, you, or you can
0: act like an innocent individual oh, yeah. and your squad could be like right in the woods. <laughs> and like, that's what we used to do all the time. So I would be like this. I used to have a character. We used to do a, like I used to play on a role play PVP server. So no rules, but role play was encouraged. So making up yeah. a character. That just saves you from you could do whatever you want. You can interrupt a, a faction versus a faction meeting and just PvP and do whatever. And it made some really cool experiences. So my character was Gunslinger Jim. Um, and that's just the, the character I played. And the whole idea was was like the silver tongue. And while people are distracted, like the like the whip of the revolver would, yeah. it would snap and like that'd be it. So it'd like completely catch you off guard completely. And uh it was fun playing the bandit. So uh, that's the one thing that I do miss the most about Tarkov is that interaction between players. And one of the reasons why right now I'm playing the cycle, and that's back again with VoIP, and it's a very similar game to Tarkov. So it's kind of given me an idea of what could be. And um, you'd think it'd be super toxic, but and knock on wood, right now, I haven't had any toxic experiences in in the cycle, and it's all been just like guys being like hey i'm mining rocks like don't sh- like yeah. don't shoot me or like oh, i'm jumping shoot. on your ship or like like people talking light smack but it's not it's been good fun so yeah yeah,
5: yeah that, that that was my experience with Daisy i never had a toxic really any sort of experience with it. I mean, there's obviously folks that are, that are bad, but my experience has always been very much a, the person's playing the game and they're so far up North. They don't want to go down to the beach. Like, Hey buddy, we're cool. And like, Hey, you want to travel with me? We'll protect each other. I think that having that level of, because right now there's no reason to save anybody in Tarkov Just shoot them.
0: And if you, if you're that good person, um, you restraining people initially is always on the table. So that's what yeah. we would do too. If we were not playing the bandit, we would always control the situation and then we would let people go and be like, hey, that's why we did that, because there's like a group running around here, like talking on smack on the radio or something. So
4: <laughs> that yeah. yeah, that's a good question. So how how much of an impact do you think VoIP would have on Tarkov? And I mean, it obviously was critical to some of those classic or or you know legendary interactions on DayZ. Another, <clears throat> I mean, they have uh VoIP is is enabled in new world but i don't really hear i mean i have it enabled running around when i play and i don't really get any i never hear anyone using it like hardly ever
0: yeah i don't think i i I don't think there's much of a use for it in new world personally i think um and i play a lot of new world and um i don't really i don't really get it i don't really get the vibe for it so although it's a neat feature in the mmo it's not nearly as useful but i think in tarkov Right now, if if, I'm going to be completely honest, in the current state of the game without those additional features, it's not going to make that much of a difference. I think a lot of people would just have it disabled by default and play the game the way it is right now. Uh, There would be some situations like where you can see somebody doing like the... Uh, bronze pocket watch mission somebody who's like level four and you're level 60 and you're like do i really i don't need you don't need to, to kill, kill this, guy. this guy yeah yeah and but so if i you don't
3: can,
0: yeah so you <laughs> right. could be like hey like i know what you're doing like you can almost have enraged sherpas
2: right, like, right. just you're like look i'll there. protect you but i need you to throw down a little something you know
0: or yeah you could be like hey like the next rare item just cough it up and i'll like help you through this 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 raid, I think right. that that's what we're gonna see, and then also group versus group smack talk and a lot of fun and deceit, yeah. um, and a yeah. lot of creativity there. But I yeah. do think there needs to be more to support that to make things more interesting. So right. yeah. I'm, I'm it'll be fun
1: do to it. have Voip in like fac or in uh, customs up in dorms or even in the interchange to holler back and forth amongst each other and what you know. Right, like, know. You, have those, and
2: what not. you have those standoffs, right, where you're yeah. like peeking and you're tossing nades, and someone be like, oh. Look, I'm just trying to hit this safe, man. Or I got to drop this thing off, and meanwhile, the three of your boys are waiting there, ready to go. You know, you're you're completely full of shit. Or, or the other side of it is scabs. I mean, the scab karma thing. I think it plays into well because you can you can be the sinky scab who maybe you know does something wrong and then you're like hey man i was just defending myself look like we'll, we'll split the guy's gear and and you know and i look i am wounded bro can you throw me a bandage you know like, i never
0: thought and, about the scavs yeah that's a yeah, good point that's going to help a so lot there's so many
2: times where i'm just spamming f1 and I'm like, just if you cheeky-breaky back to me, I'm going to have to assume that you're not going to try to fuck me over, right? And then you do, like, the little wiggle, but now the scabs wiggle back. You do a jump. You're like, all right, if he's jumping, he's, we're on the same side. You turn around and you get shot in the back. I would feel so much better if I got shot in the back because someone was slick-tongued and like, bro, I got you. Don't worry. You grab those. I'm just you – know, if I find what a is that of... over there? Yeah, what's hmm. that over there? Is that a just... Bitcoin son of a bitch? Like, you turn around, but that would smokes. be more fun than just slamming the you know F one key trying to get the quick chat out that I don't understand. I'd rather talk to someone and be like, you know what, man, I don't, I don't fucking trust you, you know, or, or I got you. Let's let's roll together and try to find PMCs, you know.
5: That's what was so much fun with DayZ though. You run into some random guy, you start talking to them, and then like before you, be, you spend like twenty, thirty, forty minutes with this person. You're talking to them, and then at some point somebody turns turns on each other or something happens and right. I, i've been i've been there it's like okay i i'm i or like the either third, felt person, threatened the third random person shows the third up random person changes the whole dynamic everything's yeah. so i've been that guy that was the bandit and shot the guy after being there for like 30 minutes <laughs> and actually like go to bed i'm like i kind of feel bad i kind of feel yeah. like i kind of feel like a shitty person for 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 doing that and yeah. no game has ever made me just feel like a shitty person uh. for turn for Fucking over some yeah, other guy. I uh,
0: I eventually turned into a softie. Yeah. After we like, I've done some horrible things in that game, and I've done them for <laughs> years. And then, um, I took That's a break, awful. and then oh, it was terrible. And I just took a break and came back, and I just after playing Tarkov, I just couldn't. I just and couldn't even in it. like the cycle, if people are like, "Hey, I'm friendly," I'm on board. Like, I'm, I'm more I'm interested. Yeah, I'm more interested to seeing how this weird, wacky encounter. Is going to unfold even if it right. results in me getting killed and maybe that's because i'm so starved for that while playing tarkov because like i yeah. i know i could just i could just shoot him you know yeah, I, right. and, and,
4: yeah chasing but, or, the dragon yeah. it's a new experience
0: dragon right yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's it's yeah. Different. Something different something new yeah yeah and maybe I, that, and, might, then, and also role play you know tarkov uh, would have yeah, squads you know. of five people all dressed up in un gear and stuff like that being all like
2: you know yeah. <laughs> or or just you know <laughs> decked out scavs when you finally drop a pmc or something and you guys are running around like raiders you maybe know, you're arguing
0: you? over the gear too just right. like going I, like, all listen, into man, it yeah.
2: you know that uh, used of armor is yeah.
0: mine <laughs> in raid bartering too like you're gonna have yeah. traders people yeah. that actually traders go in raid, with yeah, yeah in raid traders um
2: you, you set up areas where your team is holding down a corner and someone's trying to pass their Well, oh, i just want to get the actual all right man well you got to pay the toll you know this is our bridge this is our passageway like you want to that would happen That absolutely you better cough up your shit look i got one quest item just let me through yeah keep your quest item strip naked and get the fuck out of here you know and do that all right man if i get out with an ophthalmoscope, i don't care
0: (laughs) i have a similar i have an idea a story about early day in tarkov where voip would have been really helpful back when shoreline resort was first added there was the church of the hatchling and uh Basically, they did this thing on Reddit and then it started spreading. Where at a specific time, people would meet in the 310 room because that was the room <laughs> before like 226 and all the LEDXs and stuff. Yeah. That was the room. And then everyone would just like Zerg that spot at a specific <laughs> time and they would just all hang out and just do hatcher runs and stuff. So I could see that happening with VoIP and trading too. Like, hey, this, wor- this group of people is going to be on this map at this time. And like we're going to do some trading. The only problem with that is the trade restrictions. So I'm hoping that would be Yeah, away. right,
5: right. all that real money BS that yeah. they're trying to curb.
2: Yeah. Mm. There's so many interesting aspects though that that vo- like again, part of me originally in my head was like it's going to be a PUBG lobby. This is going to be terrible. Like I'm Ugh, just going to yeah. run with it off and not give a shit, but as more and more like talking to these guys really with the experience on DayZ and other and just being like There's so many ways that it would make the game so much more dynamic. Like, I hope other people feel that way. And so far, I feel like everyone we've talked to about it is like, I don't think it's going to be toxic. And I hope we're all right, you know? Um, I hope there's some You might get that random
5: guy. You're always going to have- Right a percentage you, you, of assholes yeah. out there, I mean it's the which internet, is fine.
2: Right? there's always going to be a percentage of assholes in the world, no matter what we do, right so i I could live with that if if we come out of raids and we're laughing our asses off. It's like you believe that guy that whole time he was rolling with us like he was our boy, two seconds left, he caps all of us at the exfil he probably didn't even get he have to get out with us. He's heading the other direction with all of our loot, like th- somehow I'm all- not quite sure that your reaction would be that jovial. <laughs> <but>. <laughs> I mean, do you, you
1: believe know. that guy? Ha ha ha! <laughs>
5: that yeah. was
4: not what I envisioned happening. No.
5: So, Daisy, so Daisy, though, is like if you were double crossed, right? And your your body, you're still on that same server. You respawn at the at the right. beach, and you can now start to make your way back to where you died. And sometimes, if you were ambushed, those fuckers are still there, trying to sort yeah. through your shit and trying to do figure things out. Job? And you can get like revenge. And yeah. I think if they open up off, and they have infills and exfills and maybe there's that chance that you get to come back and avenge your death
2: that'd be cool especially if there's like squads and it's like an ongoing battle right but that that kind of may change a lot of the dynamic in the game as well you know what i mean because once someone's out they're out you know we're in a squad and we're rolling four deep and you lose two of us or three of us and it's one guy you have that moment which we've talked about in the past where you're like do i cut you know do i cut cord and run here and get out you know or do or does etiquette say these are my boys i'm going down with the squad like at least i can take one or two of them out with me hmm. if you guys are on your way back in it might pro- prolong that engagement or throw some flashies throw some grenades try to keep circling around re-flank, re-flank until all of a sudden the squad's back and you guys are just hatchet army trying to you know trying to get one of them <laughs>
0: You just described Daisy perfectly. That's how yeah, it works on yeah. the shore. That's shoreline <laughs> PVP right there. That's
1: right. Yeah. Yep. So what got what got you sucked into Tarkov? What was that trigger that just like, wow, okay, I'm leaving Daisy and I'm getting sucked over <clears> to <the> Tarkov? <throat> was it because of the streaming or you just got hooked into the game?
0: Um I so it was uh, the 2015 Gamescom trailer. That's that was it was almost like um, boom, you know yeah, I just knew I I was, I was playing to a day Z and unfortunately I'm like reliving history because like a lot of the stuff that people are talking about in Tarkov right now on the stream, uh, like delayed updates and dev team, blah, 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 blah. That was happening in day Z. So like, I was kind of like, ah, like this sucks in a way. Like I'm enjoying the process, but people are kind of getting demotivated And then out of nowhere, this like Gamescom trailer just comes out and it's just like these, this crazy firefight happening in a factory and they did a create the really good job with it. So I immediately signed up and um, I think I got access in January, 2017. So before the NDA was lifted, jumped in with my buddy aces fury and we're just doing duos rolling through factory, killing people. And um, it was wild. Like it was a completely new experience. Like, I think other than Insurgency and maybe some Arma, and at the time, I don't think Squad was really out yet, Project Reality, you didn't really get those types of fights anywhere else. And uh, I got hooked um, because of that reason. So, yeah, yeah I was in... I, the moment I seen those those gameplay trailers, I got to hand it to Nikita and those de- the devs, man. like um, The live-action stuff was really good. Their yeah. trailers are phenomenal. Um, yeah, do the music, really they do a really good they job. They do an in that awesome respect. job. Yeah. So that was and it. I, and then, um, I didn't stream it full time until the shoreline update. So it was, uh, probably the summer of 2017. So I would stream it. I would do the thing where I'd be playing DayZ like every single day. And then I'd switch into a little bit of Tarkov. And I was doing that for a, pretty much almost half a year. And then they released shoreline with the skills and the quests. And, um, that's I, the progression system was in and I just started playing it and Everyone was excited to do something new and actually have a goal. Yeah, yeah. Before then, you didn't have one really. You could actually farm money in offline raids. Oh shoot! So, yeah, you keep yeah, everything you, you found.
3: Yeah. You Keep everything
0: you find in offline uh, before that point, and uh, so and then like you just you loot a bunch of military boxes, sell it to prep war, and then you'd make like hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah. Oh shoot!
5: Wow. Yeah, yeah I remember when uh, when shoreline just had that fence around it. That's that's when I joined, is right before they opened that up.
0: I I think Chicken says he prefers the map like that, Chicken Prison. Oh, really? Some people do. Some people prefer the OG shoreline before resort. So it was a bit more woods-like. Yeah, Yeah,
5: I can see that.
1: I like the the OG woods. I'm You know, the woods expansion, I'm just still thrown off by that. It's way up there.
0: As a woods man, I take that personally however yeah,
1: you're, um, you're, you're, uh, you're, that was one of my standard, questions right? about what you thought no I, mean. I um
0: the way i see it is like a huge chunk of the way old woods was is the same way people play it now and yep. a lot of people ignore the new part to yeah, almost to the, like almost to it's the point where right? people are walking along the invisible fence line past dickhead rock oh, and still yeah. going towards zb14 yep. in that yep. exact same and way like,
2: what are you doing and Utilize I take that. The
0: I'm, I'm the guy in the new area up on that and hill you're behind. Like, bye bye, bitch. <laughs> yeah. Well, people um, are scared
2: of the landmines.
3: Yeah. Well, they're scared.
4: Also,
0: of putting spawns in a landmine field is yeah. pretty, pretty dirty. Battle Drew. State games.
2: True. That's, that's, that's actually from now on when someone's being a little off going to be like, yo, you're being Battle State games right now. Tone it a little a <laughs> <state>. <laughs> You're being a little Battle State right now. <laughs> Yeah, I gotta ask, cause, cause, you said chicken. Um, you're talking about chicken prism. Yep. All right. So this is this is a segue. A little segue sure. Here. So the other day we we were in mid raid, and I get the golden cock, the golden rooster, and I'm like, I for the life of me, we were laughing. I was like, I don't understand this because i don't i don't know who chicken prism is and that is probably a negative for me right like i should probably know this and and i don't uh but you brought him up and it it brings me again to golden rooster and we were laughing i was like in the wiki there's like this little note you know oh this is for chicken prism so i started going down the rabbit hole of like all right let me find this stream or whatever you know streamer and find out more about them and it got me thinking about like these items right like streamer items obviously you're rocking the heavy beard i get it but was that something that like battle state asked you about were you engaged at all in that <clears> process or was it just like they knew you they're like fuck it we're adding an item and it's gonna be beard oil because we like the man's beard like how did that play out
0: um so this is a very good question i feel like people don't know too much about that so clean is the reason cleanup guy is the reason why we have streamer items in the game um, back in the day, I think it was one. I think it was his idea to reach out to all the big broadcasters and YouTubers in the genre. And um, I was like, "Listen, man, you guys can do whatever you want." I am like, if you guys even put a, an item of mine in the game with my logo, I am going to be forever grateful. It can be anything. It could be a toilet seat. I, like, I don't care, <laughs> like, because I see. I, I got. I got a little jealous when I seen all the PUBG right. stuff because I was a huge PUBG guy. And I, I was at, like, I didn't really talk about that before, but I was also playing a lot of PUBG with Tarkov when it first came out. And I seen like all the spray paints and people's logos. Yeah. And I was like, ah, so to have like my own item, I was like, whatever you guys want. So they made the little, I think clean was like, how about a beard oil? And I was like, that's perfect. So he sent me this little model of the beard oil and like just boom, got in the game a couple months later. I think when they did the, I don't uh, interchange the release of Interchange is whenever my beard oil was added to the game.
2: So um, you could go get beard oil at the ball. That makes sense. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. So uh, and that's when everyone was was added. So it was a community management emissary situation. And uh, I thought it was a lot of fun, man. And they're still expanding it. So yeah, I know it's um, everyone's always like, ah, when is exit? So and so going to get theirs. And I hope everyone does get one eventually who deserves it for sure. Especially some of the OGs like Anton, you know, like my man Anton has been playing just as yeah. long as you I know. Mean, Willers just got his, and yeah. um, Willers and Clean were the first two guys streaming Tarkov on Twitch. Um, they were the only two guys allowed to stream Tarkov for a long time, actually. Really? So yeah, so was
2: it because of the beta and all that stuff, and like kind of it, how things? Yeah, were they on? were they Alpha were both uh,
0: working with the community management team at the time, and um, Willers was doing a lot of. Uh, a screenshot work and media work and uh promoting the game and clean was i think um i think he was i don't forget his title but you know he eventually became a community manager so yeah um yeah. i was listening to veritas's uh the tarkov
5: uh, the his uh history of tarkov series and he talked about a little bit of that the, the willers is the reason why it says welcome to tarkov on the truck uh, on, on customs right across the right, yeah. Lambridge. Mm-hmm. yep
0: i forgot about that actually <laughs> yeah. that's yeah. a good point yeah i think he Put that in like photoshop he, or something yeah initially. he photoshopped
5: it into like a video that he was making with clean and and because i think willers was doing like all the editing work while clean was doing some of the, the video capture and yeah he photoshopped that in mm-hmm. so, it's awesome to
2: see it's awesome to see you guys who who not only contribute game-wise to the gameplay stuff and like and streaming right but it's it, it's more broadcasty and you guys have backgrounds in these things so it's like you're bringing this intrinsic value to them as well from that perspective right because a gaming shop isn't traditionally looking at things like that or or wrapping their head around things like that at least i've that you know that's my perspective on it but seeing guys who are involved in broadcast and, and involved in media in that way and being this much of you know involved in the community is almost a boon you know, for battle state to have guys like you guys involved in that, right. It gives them a better perspective on things. And also, you know, a different industry perspective on it. Maybe.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. And, um, I think that's a double-edged sword. Sometimes I think that works in their favor when things are working out very well and, uh, the community is being very constructive. And then also like what we're currently experiencing in the landscape, it can be also hurtful in the sense where, you know, people are just, uh, know very impatient about like the future of the game and you know people are kind of just getting all panicked and talking a lot of smack but so i think that's the unfortunate reality of the streaming marketing perspective is it does in in the cycle right now it's or a new world's a a better example actually because we're seeing both sides at the beginning it's huge everyone's playing it everyone's excited now like the rose colored glasses the rose tinted glasses are off and people are like okay, there's like, um, like serious problems with the game. This, the way this is set up. And now you're seeing that vocally being expressed and people are starting to talk really negatively about it. So that is the beast that not just battle state games needs to deal with, but every game development company. And, um, I, uh, I contribute to that and, but I'm aware of, I'm trying to be as aware as I can because, or, or being as fair as I can in that sense, because, um, Broadcasting, maybe not myself, but somebody like summit they 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 hold massive power over yeah. the industry i mean i didn 't know what the cycle was last week. Summit streamed it on Saturday or Sunday. now everybody knows what the cycle yeah. frontier yeah. is right so yeah. streamers are running insane. It's, it's,
1: yeah, it seems Crazy. like new
0: world is like
1: you said lost its you know lost its luster, and people are jumping over to uh to cycle and it's great it 's a fun game but but you brought up a good point like new world that 's not a long cycle to go from everybody's excited to now like okay it's that was a quick turnaround
0: yeah yeah i was I, yeah. i've been talking about that with the stream a little bit where um that's one of the things that tarkov's done well is like hey it's been around for four years yeah. uh, a lot of games don't make it past that like three month mark so it's, yeah. it might not be great right now and we're all waiting but at least it's still here
3: so. But then the right, thing
1: too, like you, you've got you know yeah it's on the you know the You know, the streamers are sort of shitting on it and whatnot, a lot of negativity about it. But, you know, we're still in there every night. We're still playing. We're still creating those memories that, you know, no other game gives us. You know, whether it's, Mm -hmm. you know, 40 minutes chasing some guy around the map or the other night, you know, Lobo and I were on an interchange and we got separated. A four-man squad got stuck in between us. He got taken out. I ran back. I wiped the three of them out, and, and it was just like we got out. I, and I'm like, a sucker. You were a hero.
0: <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah. You no, don't. But, and, and and you don't even get that in the cycle. Yeah. Tarkov yeah, has that.
2: I I feel like there's a lot of things that Tarkov does that you don't get from other games, right? And so to 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 be a harsh critic, you know, at Tarkov, for me, I I have trouble doing it. One because I don't have as much experience as as the community who's been heavily involved in this for the entirety, you know, from the inception. Right. And and for me, I, I still very much have the rose colored glasses on now. It's two, three wipes, three wipes later now. And and I still have the rose colored glasses on. There's some things that I'm like, oh, you know, oh, you know, it's a pain in the ass and they're working on it. And that's cool. But I think it's it's funny to see the vitriol kind of shift gears, right? It's whatever's the hot topic, and, and you're always going to see that trend, right? I mean, Tarkov blew up for a minute, and everyone was on board, and you had a bunch of Call of Duty guys jumping in, being like, ah, this isn't the fucking, I can't jump slide. And you're like, yeah, bro, that's not what this game is. Like, you're never going to like this game. Fuck off. Now, you're the same people, I feel like, jumped in on, on New World, and they're like, oh, this is, you know, I can't I can't just cast a spell in the area that it damages everybody and, you know, whatever, and fuck Jeff Bezos, right? Like, <laughs> it's just, I, like, I feel like there's so many aspects of, of, of it that it's beyond what the loudest voices are, right? Like, let it do its thing, but you're right. It also kind of mooned a bit and then t- took a lot of criticism well-respected criticism too, not just like, oh, this sucks because X, Y, Z, but like, hey, analytically now, more people break things down who are more involved, right? And I think that's another mm-hmm. challenge for companies when they're rolling out games. It's not, you know, you're not rolling out a game where it's like, you know, this is Duke Nukem and everyone's blown away, right? Like this is, you're looking at things where people who have been involved in this, who do this for a living now, there's a lot of folks who do this you know, as a career path and they're doing broadcast and they have to be analytical and they have to be serious about this, we'll start picking things apart a little more than I feel like five years ago, mm-hmm. 10 years ago, when it was like, Hey, this is the game and it is what it is.
0: Yeah. As I couldn't, I couldn't have said that better myself. Yeah, no, I hold that exact same opinion for sure. Like almost to the T.
2: So. It's tough. They're up against a ton of criticism and some of it, you know, it's, it's, I think one of the benefits of the Tarkov community, at least that I've seen, right, is that most of the folks who even if they are critical are critical because they love the fucking game and they're like i'm upset because this this and this here's what i think we can do to fix it it may not be in line with what they want to do but if what they want to do is this or this then here's ways we can help and i i haven't had that experience playing any other game having people trying to actively help it become better you know normally it's like oh this sucks because yeah. of x y and z and i'm done i'm not playing anymore and we are getting a little bit of that now right in the current state there's a bunch of people who are kind of tired of certain things and you know that that's okay too but i just feel like but it's those a- people
4: have been in. it's a long relationship right it's not yeah. like they're playing a game for you know 2 months or 2 weeks or whatever and be like ah fuck this i'm over it it's like oh i'll check the next wipe i'll be back for sure but you know this wipe I'm, there's yeah. other games i want to try this other game you
2: know it's yeah that's also part of the dynamic. I think that's very interesting with Tarkov is the wipes and like how the game changes progressively. Right. And even like the mini, you know, updates and stuff as we're playing, but from wipe to wipe, you have certain people who are like, Yeah, I'm done. When, when it wipes, they're back in day yeah. one and they're ready to go. And they're like, ah, refresh, new shit, new, ah, you know what? A month, three months, five months later, I'm out. You know, it depends. It's interesting.
0: Yep. Yeah. No, that's how she goes. It's been like, it's, yeah, I couldn't have said it by myself. That's that's the current situation that we're in. And um, some other games have the same problem, like Path of Exile, for example. And, oh,
4: my um, God. POE. Ge- we played a ton of
0: PoE. Mm-hmm. Great game. Great same game. Same problem. Great same game. Same problem. Delirium League, whatever, you know, three yeah. months later, you know, people are waiting for the next league. So, yeah. yeah. Um, maybe Tarkov needs to look at that and be like, hey, what are these guys doing that might work? Maybe, what, maybe we can cha- actually change the experience at the wipe, and make things unique and different. Maybe dealers have different items. Maybe there's uh, the availability of certain things aren't there. Um, Maybe things are a little bit more hardcore, where all the armor-piercing rounds are actually fine and raid only. Or, like, they could market it like that, make these league, make these cycles, and really Mm -hmm. start promoting and doing things. Experimenting and doing different things to keep people interested until their final product. Because, right now, Tarkov is not the game in Nikita's mind right now at all. Yeah. And he's been like that for a long time. And I think it's hard because the language barrier between Russian and English, sure. like you see him get frustrated. Like I always joke about it with like he'll get asked like a stupid question by like a 14 year old during a podcast and he'll just be like oh. like Those you'll see him melts. like do that. Yeah. And like you're just like he he knows like what he's heard everything that we've all sure criticized about and he knows what tarkov what he wants it to be and he knows right. we're gonna we're gonna really like it if it gets there so um it's the, the just trying to maintain the audience and keeping people interested until that point is very critical for yeah. or something and i think that's currently the issue now we're, we're moving into a spot where there's less updates because they're doing more technical heavy things like moving yeah. to a new unity engine sure bigger bigger maps um and uh things seem to be ramping down a little bit for a variety you have of that places. little
2: low and that's
0: yeah.
4: kind of what's feeding Well, it's it. not really a low right so it looks like a low from our side as far as like back what's end, changing and stuff but the, right. i mean you got to do back end stuff is huge that's something that's always impressed me with battle state is that if you look at call of duty i mean spider how many times do we oh there's an update oh of of Call Duty. God. i'm not playing tonight because i need a 80 gig download <laughs>
5: 80. No. That's a small yeah, update. Making tiny little updates. And yeah. Really oh, it's combined. a
4: patch. It's an 80 gig patch.
5: I'm
3: like,
4: what?
5: Yeah. I, I think it's yeah. people not understanding the vision. I think the, the like the loudest audience are the are the folks that are just impatient and don't really understand kind of the the, the journey that that this game has been on for for so many years and the. This is the first time I think that I've actually seen from Nikita or Battlestate an actual timeline, a rough timeline of it's going to be this patch, and it's going to have these features, This this patch, and it's going to be these features. So they actually have a roadmap that they presented, which is I, maybe I I just didn't see it, but I don't recall that. They did that once before
0: and it was a big problem for them. So they haven't yeah. done it since. Um, yeah. And it's not just BSG. I mean, it's, it's the you can for some reason, Twitter recommends Destiny 2 to me. Um, <laughs> I like reading it for some stupid reason, which is probably why they... I, I don't know. I don't play you the game. You clicking on it. I keep <laughs> clicking <laughs> on yeah. it. Um, no, I and I keep clicking on this
4: floor. You should click on it again.
0: The reason why is because the same thing they're saying about Destiny is the exact same thing we're, or some the people are saying about Tarkov. And you start looking across the entire gaming industry and it's the same thing. So I think um, there's definitely criticisms and negativity that is warranted at times. And that's yeah. indisputable. Yeah, but there is just a sure. general consensus. I think there's just a lot of cynicism and negativity in the gaming industry right now, in general. And it doesn't matter like who is developing it or what game is being made. That is going to be their baseline. And yeah. it's unfortunate because um, I was actually thinking about tweeting. This is completely off the off the cuff, not related to Tarka. But I was thinking about this the other night, and I spend too much time on the social media. I think, and I got to off of it a little bit i tried i try. I'm not on there as much as other people but um i was thinking back to whenever i used to watch bungie.net and i would i was a foreman, man i i would read the frankie posts halo fans who know what i'm talking about and mm-hmm. seeing all the cool stuff that they were making like all the cool game development stuff i remember as like a impressionable 13 year old 14 year old kid I was like that is what I want to do. That's the culture I want to be in. I want to be working in an office like that. I did eventually go into computer science. Um I did not graduate um because I was building a company on the side and like I would have stuck with it if I if that was my only thing. But um it, it it makes me realize now that like that would be such a frustrating experience. Like that's not even that like the vision has changed to being a cool game developer and being in this industry to the amount of stress and frustration that would just making a game, it'd just be so tough. Yeah. So tough.
1: Well, it's like you going back to your 14, the, the 14 year old asking Nikita, the stupid questions and him just like, you know, rolling his eyes. It's, you know, one of the questions, you know, we had Veritas on, I said, you know, you, I feel bad for Nikita just because it's, you know, it's just, it seems like everybody's shitting on him, but you know, all the good that he's, you know, people have benefited from Tarkov all of the streamers like, you know, Pastilli, yourself, you guys have been able to make a career and mm. all, you know, a lot of that is based off of what Nikita has brought through Escape from Tarkov. Mm. And it's just, you know, that's the good that he, you know, somehow he's got to, you know, you know, just learn or know that people are out there because of this.
0: Absolutely. Um, I think um, it's, it's just a weird time. It's a weird yeah. time. And um, I... I always try to challenge it. Now, lately, things have been getting a little spicy. Maybe I've been doing it too much, but I, whenever somebody says something like really easy, like the low hanging fruit insult, I always challenge them on it. And I wait. I'm always like, explain. You know, like if you're just being like, oh, such and such a shit, I want to hear more about it. Like, I want to see if I actually agree with your perspective. Like, I want to hear more about like, like, are you saying that because you think it's popular to say that? Are you saying that because you heard? Right. Or it's easy. Or if you're you're trying to troll or you legitimately have a good reason on why that fucking sucks. And more often than not, they have nothing to say. And I think that's one that like it's 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 it's, it's just the way it's the way the Internet works. And I completely accept that. But it does disappoint me a little bit. Maybe it's because I'm getting older or the gaming industry is definitely changing. I can't tell. It's, a, it's
2: also a little bit because you're Canadian. I mean, us Americans are. That's kind of how we all. No,
0: we're a passive aggressive bunch, though. I think the whole we're too. I think the whole like we're super generous and nice thing is like a front that we Canadians do very well. Oh,
3: However, okay.
0: it's a bunch well, of a old bunch ladies. Moose, a bunch care. of old ladies behind the scenes talking about you behind your back, and uh I'm living in small town Canada, man, and that's just how it works. You know, like everyone's super cordial and nice and friendly and um works great but yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of passive aggressiveness in canadians so i know, i know i know how it's like in those coffee shops now sure. i'm a
2: little worried for voip i think that you, you know <laughs> you might actually just dominate a like little yeah. Oh, yeah, don't worry eh? i'll help you i have out. a lot of practice
0: i have a lot of practice i'm
2: <laughs> um, saying hey i'm gonna be very curious about you know yeah. I don't, I don't inherently distrust you
1: yeah. so speaking of small town you know atlanta canada does your, t- you know, do people in a town know that, Hey, we've got deadly living among us. You know, is that a, you know, the kids like, Oh, it's deadly. Shh.
0: You know, what's do, that? Like? Yeah, they do. They do. Um, and that was, um, that was a bit of an adjustment. I, um, I'm a very, I, I, sh- it's weird because like I, I talk to the stream. I almost treat them like a, like a close friend. Yeah. So I, I'm almost overshare to the stream. I would say, um, definitely. I absolutely overshare, we, we sometimes even just talk about our shits, you know, it's not good. Like it's too close. So, but in reality and on social media, on Instagram stuff, I'm, I'm pretty reserved. I'm not a huge participant in that. And then also I'm I'm a very quiet guy in normal life. So, um, that has been a little weird. Um, it's not, it's not too bad, but I live in a fishing community and, uh, you know, I've helped out on the lobster boats and stuff like that. And my father-in-law is a lobster fisherman. So I'm like down there and I'm talking to them sometimes when I'm working out there. And yeah, they're just like, Oh yeah, there, bud. but, uh, so, uh, you still playing your games or what? Like, what are you, what are you doing there? bud? <laughs> like, the, I don't, yeah. I don't fucking understand.
2: Uh, so you're on uh, the
0: computer. You, oh, you're up the holy shit there. I, I'm just like, yeah. You know? So I always tell them, it's like, I've run it like an internet radio show and they're like, Oh, or like, I'm like, Hey, do you ever watch like sports commentators? uh with hockey or something and they're like yeah i'm like i do that that's what i do right, pretty yeah. much yeah um a good and that helps one. them but uh yeah it's it's a little weird um yeah. i don't get people people know who i am but they also know because my family's from around oh, okay. so that helps so i'm not like a yeah. random outsider um, my right. family's been here for over a 100 years oh, so wow. um yeah so like um are You
4: directly related to Prince Edward and his islands? No, 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 no. no okay. But <laughs>
0: you guys have like a no, you about
2: history, right? I mean, oh, <laughs> Is this we're why not you nothing. were
3: into?
0: <laughs> yeah, no. It's uh, so it's it's like everyone knew me kind of before, or like it's almost funny. My brother Wilbur is almost more popular than I am in the community <laughs> because he does all the sports stuff. He coaches right. like girls hockey. He sharpens skates. He does the golf clubs. He does everything like that. So. Everyone just knows me as like Will's brother that does yeah. like the gaming thing. So yeah, like again. my brother is almost a more popular like local celebrity <laughs> than I am, and everyone just thinks I'm this like strange weird gaming guy. Yeah. What
1: about uh, mom so, and dad? Does mom and dad favor your brother because you're just doing that video game stuff? Like yeah, I was
0: like yeah, yo, look at your your brother's so um, successful. <clears <clears throat> throat> so God, um. Man.
4: I know. Jeez. <laughs> those, Gloves those are.: are I, I have yeah. been passive-aggressive Canadian.: crime. No no, no no, no. That's, that's a very good Canadian point.: crime right there.
0: No, uh, you know, I've always been doing wacky shit, so even before streaming, I was doing Internet marketing, sales, sales management, startups, and I was like 17,18, and they were just like, "What the hell are you doing? Like you're supposed to be going to like university and stuff. So I like, and yeah, I like enrolled and uh, was doing computer science and stuff because I wanted to make games or work in the industry or something and uh, telling them, trying to convince them to drop out so I can help monetize YouTube gamers by making networks uh, so we can all make money by making video game guides and articles and stuff like that. They had no idea. Like, they're like, like what? Like. What are you you're supposed to be studying? I'm like, I haven't been to class in like four months. This is what I've been doing. <laughs> yeah, that's <So> your
2: pitch.
0: <laughs> that was my pitch. It was, it was but they trust me. I'm class
2: in four months. We're already down the rabbit hole. Well, I, was,
0: I, I, yeah, I was like, hey, it's too late to get the refund, you know, uh, on the classes because you got the, you get the classes and- It's uh, a hard
2: sell, but hey, man. Was this when you okay.
1: were
0: living up in Ottawa? Or no, you- I was still here. I was at UPI. Okay. I was at UPI for two years and um, great university. Awesome, I dude, it's a great spot. Like, uh, I love it there. I miss it. It's been like ten years now, but like, man, I met some cool people there. And I even when I dropped out, I was working on a startup, so I was still like, in that world. I was still like on campus, and uh, I was actually convinced to drop out by my business professor. Like, I pulled him aside. I was like, Hey, like this is what I'm doing. He's like, You can come back here anytime, but this right, opportunity right. is going to leave. So you got to. You got to jump good on this. Was, that's good. So mentor. I, yeah, yeah he was he was a great solid guy. Business
2: professor. It's like yeah. I'll be here he's in ten years. He,
0: he told so. me he's like, you're going to learn more by doing this than I can ever teach you. Sure, and absolutely. what? And so, and and that was great. So I I had a lot of uh, coaching to explain to my parents why I wanted to do what I wanted to do. Well, that's good. Um, that's awesome. That's
1: yeah. amazing. So now, what ended up? How did you end up in Ottawa?
0: Um, my wife was doing education there. She oh, was okay. uh, she was learning. She was doing some. Uh, she was at U Ottawa, yeah. And uh, I was working a remote sales job at the time, so I was doing some streaming, but I was mainly managing sales teams. So I could just like go out there and work. And she was yeah. just doing school, yeah. and uh, I loved it. Yeah, I Did love you? that city. Yeah, it's a great city. Yeah, yeah I, really- we would we would say my wife and I would say we would live there if we didn't live here.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I lived there for a couple of years and it was funny. We had moved up from back from the States up to Ottawa and the first trip into the city, I look over and there's like a logging truck. Like here we are in the nation's capital and there's a freaking uh-huh. logging truck. And it's like, all right, this is so Canada. It's like, it's, it's, I love the city,
0: you know, it's so it's much Kind of in the Utah. middle of nowhere, you know, Yeah. You're, it, you, to, when you're driving there, it's like, where the hell is this city? It's like forest and yep. like swamp and forest. And I was driving there the first time, like the 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 app on my phone says I'm five minutes away. Like, where is this place? And you just like come around a corner, it's like right there. So it's a it's a it's a weird time, but it's cool.
1: Yeah, some cool buildings like the War Museum. There's so many cool things there. Mm-hmm.
2: I have yeah, no yeah. experience of Canada, Eastern Canada, East Coast, Eastern at all. Anything from. Calgary West, basically, is all I know. And that's just from skiing and snowboarding. I've been to Winnipeg. That was interesting.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's cold. (laughs) I drove
4: there from New York. That took a while. But talk about like like the city is, you're just driving through like, you know, North Dakota or South Dakota, North Dakota, keep going north, just planes and planes. And all of a sudden, this city pops out. You're like, holy shit. Why is there a city here?
0: (laughs) We just all agree. We, we agreed. We're just gonna. That's well, it's what big we're gonna... ass river. So you know, I yeah. kind of get it, but I've never been to um, Winnipeg. I've never been to Alberta other than airports, but I've been to Vancouver. So it's yep. uh, it's different. It's different. Vancouver, just like in the states, yeah. different states are different. Sure. No, oh, sure. oh, way different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Actually, I would argue they're more more in the the states is way more different than Canada. Like the West Coast and the East Coast. Like we're still, I feel like our. Um, Federal identity is is greater than the states. Where um in the states, it's very. It's, you guys are state very patriotic identity. by state. Very. Yeah, very yeah we're, like I mean,
2: that. we're we're in the edge of civil war. You know, it's ah, fine. You know? <laughs> say we, no, no one's got anything to worry about here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, we were you guys will figure it out. Anyway. You know?
4: We'll figure it out. It'll be
0: yeah, right. you'll figure it out. you guys are like the the big golden eagle that's like surrounding the baby beaver. You know. <laughs> So I hope I hope you guys figure it out because you can kill us at any time. You just choose not to. You're too nice. Yeah, too nice. Too nice.
5: Yeah, I mean, I I know that for like coming from California, coming to New Jersey, and just it's a completely different world, and it is just state patriotism opposed to the to the nation. But yeah, yeah. The the furthest I've gone into Canada is like what Windsor. So just oh yeah, 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 Windsor, southern Ontario. (laughs) I used to work for a yep. company. We opened a plant inside uh, Wheatley, Ontario, and so I uh, would yep.
0: stay in Windsor, drive
5: out to Wheatley, and yeah, just gamble at the yeah, Caesars Palace. I
0: lived in um, right across from the border of Buffalo for like eight years, so yeah, I'm, I'm familiar with that area pretty good. There you yeah, go. yep. good time. Good time.
2: So I see uh, that you've you've been you've been playing a couple of random games lately, and this is always hmm. something that I find interesting, right? Like we all have these little these little uh you know guilty pleasure games, right? And I always laugh because I, I, these guys rip me, you know, for, for playing a Facebook game, right? And and I'm, I I would never that would should never be me. Clarify, but I, I can't I because it's a I face. can't help it. I can't help (laughs) Little little annoying games like that that burn some time, I find interesting sometimes. Um, I've seen guys doing, like, you know, a lot of simulator stuff lately. I've seen you doing uh, the gas station simulator, which to me is, I'm like, what? Wait, why would you ever want to be, like, the gas station attendant guy? Like, I get the mechanic one if you're into cars. I get the power washing one because it's, like, kind of zen, maybe. Although, if it could actually power wash, like, be you know, via a robot or something, that'd be a lot easier. But the gas yep. station simulator thing, I, I was just laughing at. And it got me thinking a bit. And and currently, you know, I, I don't know about Canada, but currently America's a little, little volatile place. Hold and it. gaming's always been like this, at least for me, And and I can't speak for everyone, but I know that part of gaming, part of the entertainment of gaming, right, has always been like escapism right you want to play games you know whether it's tony hawk pro skater or you know or some you know killer shooter up game it's you you do this because you can't do that in real life you know i can't skateboard but playing tony hawk was fun right i can't you know i i don't have this the the desire to be in a survival situation where I need to make life-saving decisions like Tarkov, but I enjoy that because it's something so different than my actual life, right? And part of what's fun about Tarkov is the buzz of the stress of it. It's not and and everyone talks about this and it's kind of a meme at this point, but Tarkov isn't fun. It's you know, it's it's an experience. Great. I see so many of these and I hate to use this word, but mundane sort of simulator games, right? And part of me in my head goes, is this because life in general is so fucked up lately that like, it's nice to just get some escapism and just say, Hey, nine to five, fucking, Hey, what do you mean? A slim, a slim gym and fuck, Hey, pump some gas, call it a day, man. Life's easy, right? Like yeah. power wash a fucking, you know, a, <laughs> a, a fire station and call it a day. I don't got to worry about shit.
5: I saw a screenshot of somebody playing truck simulator and they're stuck in traffic. They're playing traffic on <laughs>
2: Wait, right. like, is Which, that a byproduct I mean, yeah. of escapism? <clears throat> now, just trying to make things Check less out, yeah. stressful. Like, it, it, like, what are your thoughts mm. on that? Just because okay. you're right. playing yeah. it, so yeah,
0: yeah. I need to know. Um, so, gas station simulator is satirical in every sense of the word. So, it's not like it's 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 kind of based loosely off reality, but you're just trying to start up a gas station that your uncle just somehow gives you, and then he's a mob boss, so you owe him a lot of money. <laughs> uh. um, there's like a party bus that has aliens on it that just like shows up. I you have saw this like the aliens. Blo- I was wondering you how you that You have like this out. broom that you sweep up dust and then you can also use it to like flip cars into the air and go flying and the devs double down on it. They're, I don't know who made the game. I play it a lot. I should know this. They're the best devs ever. They double down on their stupid bugs because they're like, we could fix this bug with the with the broom or we can put a button and if this, we could put this red button and if they press it, it solves the problem of any glitched out cars. And right. it calls an alien ship to hoover up all the vehicles on the map into the alien ship and vanish. That's so, the fix. And you that's have, the it, yeah, that's the, that's the bug fix. And then you have an achievement for using the broom to flip cars into the air and like throw garbage obscene distances. So <laughs> that's, that's the reason why I think I like to stream it is because of how absurd it is it and stuff. how funny yeah. it is. Uh, but then you're also doing stuff like you're selling like food and you're managing, like you're doing legitimate things that's surrounding this satirical mess. Um, but when it comes to like Euro truck simulator, um, it, I think it just comes down to dopamine. That's it. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Humans by nature like to complete yeah. tasks and whether or not that's doing it at work or sitting at home and driving a truck around a virtual world. That's it. There's some serious I don't
1: know. setups of those uh, Euro truck. Dude, that all, is serious this, all those
4: serious simulators. Yeah. I was explaining to my wife about like the um, uh, flight simulator and how people actually do like long haul flights like JFK to LAX, like sit in front of the computer for eight hours and do this. And she was like, that's if you do that, we're, we're, we're <laughs> getting a divorce. <laughs> we're you can't was, sit there for eight hours.
0: I was talking to my wife about uh, like New World and she's like, what do you do? I'm like, well, you go around chopping trees and like hitting rocks and <laughs> stuff like she's like, so you're working like what she's like it's a I it's know. you're just you're just it's working a in a video game and i'm like that's yeah yeah that's actually kind of right i mean you're just doing delivery missions and working pretty much so yep. but hey that's what a lot of games are at their core yeah. so yeah, yeah. Right. yeah valheim in the same way you're chopping trees yeah. you're chopping trees
4: yeah yeah i a, couldn't play new worlds uh after work today because i have three cords of firewood sitting on my driveway that i actually have to <laughs> stack up in real life and not fuck around with Internet trees. It's just so
0: much. It's it's just so much less fun to like physically go out there and physically to, like, stack wood. Well, yeah. Well, it's yeah, way yeah. less fun. It's also because yeah.
2: you can't level up. I mean, you know, <laughs> yes, I don't yeah. know what I'm getting at it. You're not going to chop that tree down or split that wood in one shot, bro. You it's just still <laughs> manual labor.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep. One shot like, of redwood. No
2: i've had i've had my girl play a couple games like random stuff with me and she's always like especially with tarkov she's like this is just it's it's stressful i don't want to do this it's stressful i'm freaking out i'm like yeah that's the fun of it and she's like why why do you like this like it's stressful isn't work stress enough and i'm like yeah totally different, different with stress. You. she's like this is what's wrong with you you just love stress i'm like <laughs> That's what, that's what
5: sucked me into daisy that's what sucked me into tarkov is the is the adrenaline rush that would occur because you have either i have a bunch of ex- expensive loot or i know where these guys are and i'm sneaking up on them it's just uh-huh. it's that it's a whether i die or i or i win i my hands shaking at the end of it like that yeah. that's that's why i play those stupid games uh, you're jonesing <laughs> for the chat oh you're yeah ch-
1: <laughs> uh, speaking of that deadly Do you still get any heart-pumping, high-pucker moments in Tarkov?
0: What does it for, you know? Um, That's a good question. Um, For the most part, no, I don't. Um, So I run the stream now as like a podcast to my own detriment. We are talking about everything and just nonsense while I'm trying to play the game and defending against firefights. But I will be literally on a topic of conversation, get attacked by a two-man team, eliminate them and continue the conversation like it almost never happened yeah but i think that's kind of funny for people to see that Mm -hmm. um that's almost like part of the vibe in the show is like you're i'm playing this like ultra serious game and i'm super casual about all the whole thing from the start to the finish cool Um, cucumber. the only time that i get really jammed up is whenever i know i'm fighting good people and i can tell the difference uh especially when i'm fighting a good group and I'm solo, so if I'm fighting a group, I'm like, oh shit, like, these guys know what they're doing, you can tell how they set up, maneuver, or they have real life tactical experience yeah. that makes a huge difference, because I can see that, and I'm like, shit like, I actually have to think more about how I want to engage the scenario, and then I have to almost, like, snap into, like, game mode um, yeah. but, you're like, hold on chat, I can't, let's put this on I will be like, guys, I will get to that, and itch, it we'll talk itch. more about aliens, and like you know donut earth in like a minute i need to like fight and kill things but it's
2: it's funny uh, daisy it's going back to daisy real real quick
0: yeah yeah daisy even if i go back to that though i'll still get that feeling that's the difference because i will have a character that's been alive for like three or four days right and that's that's even if the game's not as fun for firefights you'll still get that feeling more than tarkov because at this point you have like 20 million rubles and you can the best die of and,
2: interest the vested sure, yeah. interest
1: now, with so, that being said do you yeah you know, what if about like you know sigma and, and her evasion like you know hooked in mm. guys like you landmark you know the the top tier and just set up a tournament and you know that would you know that would be actually cool to see like everybody's <clears> the, <throat> the top guys go one-on-one or, or whatnot
0: yeah you know i'm not a big tournament guy for some reason um a lot of people know that. I don't know. I, I mean, I've used to play in a lot of Tarkov tournaments back when they first got started. Um, and I've kind of tapped out of the ones recently. Yeah. Uh, the last one I played in was the Punisher tournament. I was doing quite well um, until I didn't. I think it was on par with Landmark for the first hour and 15 minutes on the factory. And then I had a spree of just destruction and death. And I ended up becoming like 29th out of, I think it was like 100 people or something. Yeah. Um. But, um. you know... It would be cool to see the best of the best fight. I just think, this might be a hot take or like a weird take, so just hear yeah. me yeah. out. Yeah, Tarkov is at its best when you don't know what you are getting into. Yeah. So the moment that you create an esport environment or a team versus team or a solo versus solo, you know who you're fighting against, else. and you might even be aware of how they play. And that will dictate how you choose to fight in an encounter um so Emerge as much as it'd be very it. cool yeah as much as it'd be very cool uh, it's it's almost not for me in a way um but you know i am also you know i gotta grow up and it's like fun to watch so i should be participating in more tournaments and like people would love to see me do that but that's one of the biggest like reasons why i don't i don't personally get the esport push from tarkov but i'm also not against it If that's what people people like, that that is absolutely a okay, and I will not stand in the way at all. Will I participate in all the tournaments? No, but maybe I might a couple here and there. Um, and that's and you know that's just the way it is. I'm not going to move mountains to participate in a tournament, but if it works my schedule, I'll be there. Right? How
1: excited were you to see Geeks be a part of that three man
0: team win there a couple of weeks ago? Wasn't that awesome? Oh yeah, yeah. Geeks is a great guy. Um. Definitely just, it's super knowledgeable, very skillful at the game. So, absolutely. He's a good friend and um, Canadian as well, of course. I mean, yep. It'd be almost hard to not tell. Uh, but no, I'm very, <laughs> it was nice to see. It was nice to see some Canadian representation there for sure. I, I totally get
5: what you see, though, about about the way that Tarkov works. And I, I think Arena can work really well. I think the game mechanics and the way that the, 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 play, the, the play styles, and they could totally do a, an esport arena type. Of Tarkov but I get what you're saying that the more information you have about your opponent the less fun it can actually kind of be right because I think that Hmm. that's kind of where we sit right now with Tarkov and and when and I'm stealing a little little bit of this from like Veritas and Jesse and their podcast because I listened to it just recently but they're talking about like when I spawned into the customs I know where I spawned I know where other people spawned and I know where they're probably going to move and I'm probably going to run into them here, here, here. If I want to engage them, I go there. If I don't want to, I go there. Or if I, Lobo, you and I are in dorms, we kill at least two, three people. We collect eight tags. We're like, there's no one else on this map. Okay. So right. I feel comfortable. I can loot slowly strutting. I can go ahead area. and fit figure out and I can I can walk with my fat ass out to extract thing. Look at the clock, it's be a, like scabs
4: are gonna be coming shortly. No, scabs are coming at this
5: time on factory, mm. better scoot now. So yep. I think that's it, if they kind of circling all the way back to like open world and why DayZ was so much fun is that if you can get to open world and there's so much variation and there's so uh, so much unpredictability, just compounds the fun and i think that's what i yeah. loved about daisy is that i'd spawn into a server the server's been up for four hours and i'm running through the woods i have no idea <laughs> where yeah. anybody's at what anybody's doing where loots the, is. it is just a uh, it's a completely new experience every single time but sorry i digressed that, all the that's way what to the separates
0: DayZ. the high level players though from the newcomers because yeah. humans are predictable by nature so yeah. i have um I think I still have more hours in Daisy standalone than I do Tarkov, which is hard to believe. Um, But if you play thousands and thousands of hours, even in a game that is so vast and unpredictable, you will still get that edge of knowing the most popular, the most predictable routes, and you can use that to your advantage. But that is absolutely an issue for Tarkov. And, And I think that's one of the reasons why a lot of us can play on a bit more of an autopilot if you've been playing for so long and that nothing has really changed. And I think that would be great if Battlestate Games maybe decided to make some changes there, especially on wipes too. Maybe switching yeah. up the spawns every wipe. Yeah. Even, if they're, even if they're equally as unfair. Right. Right? That's, I, think, I think that's one of the different. reasons why they, they... I think that's one of the reasons why they don't want to change anything because they're like, ah, oh, right. well, we could put a spawn over here, but it still sucks. But it's like, well, it's different. It still different. sucks, but it's, it's different. It's yeah. new. It's a new suck. Yeah, it's <laughs> a, you, you're going to suck in a different way. Yeah.
4: Uh, new and interesting
0: ways. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. I came across uh I don't know, like a team that you guys have. The marks, the, the marksmen, marksman. The, the, what so was that like a while ago or is that something new you guys do?
0: Um we made that we made the stream team, I wanna say we made the stream team in 2018. Um and it is a collection of uh small group of streamers. And we primarily work together on the back end. So I've been in, stream teams are not popular anymore. Um, They're kind of like a thing of the past, but they're almost, they were really popular back in like 2015, where you have this huge group of streamers that are all together and they'll like host each other and support each other in like a small or like a huge group. And we wanted to do it a little bit different. And instead of being a group of like 100 people, we wanted to be like five or six people that like closely work together and try to collaborate either with sponsorships or even just every Sunday night we sit and talk almost like AA because like sometimes like the issues that we're dealing with is extremely difficult to uh, explain and discuss with uh, people that aren't streaming. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was very therapeutic and nice in that respect. Uh, We would also do like game days where we, we, we would play on like every Wednesday or every other Wednesday. And we haven't been doing that for a few months, but we're we're bringing it back. So we still communicate through, um, you know, DMs, and we talk. Yeah. And if anyone's having a problem, we just automatically assist. So it's 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 mainly for backend stuff than I'm front like end. behind so, the curse. Yeah, That's yeah. Because awesome. I, yeah. I
1: gotta think, you know, you do this every day. You you know what you run into is different than what normal people who are you know working in an office. You're by yourself, and uh, you know it's hmm. just sort of. Could build up and add, you know, just, you know, take you down a a path.
0: Not everyone is not everyone is prepared for that part. Um, It's a challenge that you need to work through. And um, I still think it's one of the greatest jobs in the world. Um, But it does come with a certain set of challenges. And the isolation is a challenge that not a lot of people talk about. But you see it unfold on Twitter and social media. Yeah. Um, and it is an issue and especially the, the, the combination of the isolation with the social exhaustion is something that is a really weird experience. You're spending eight hours a day talking. And then when you turn off, you are, um, unless you, you know, you're with your family and stuff like that, but you know, you're, you have, your socially exhausted, but you also might feel isolated at the same time. Yeah. And like, Yeah, how do you combat that? That's yeah,
2: and also, even if you're you're not socially isolated at that point, you're tapped. You've been eight hours of just conversating, like that's that's that also, in a lesser degree, I think is something that, um, that you and you said originally in your core were sales guy and and involved in that sort of thing. That's that's something you have to compete, like you have to deal with. It's like this weird version of, I don't want to socialize anymore because all i've been doing is fucking talking all day yeah. and at the same point i haven't had any real meaningful personal connections with any of this it's all been work, <clears throat> yep right yeah. and yeah. It, it, so i i know what you're saying there i have moments where my girl's just like what's up with you and i'm like i don't i just don't want to fucking talk put on a show let's relax and chill and and not speak for like an hour or two i've just been talking non-stop all day long eight mm. hours is just and these these assholes know me better than anyone yeah, i can't <laughs> believe you're saying My, you're brother's, tired of laughing. Talking. my brother's i've laughing. never it's seen you terrible. get tired of talking my never in, life. My, in your life but if you're back like i i equate it to and it is a job you are doing this 8 10 12 hours you not even the 24 hour streams that should side. the mm. daily eight hours six hours getting it in is so much of you just carrying that shit on your back yeah. and 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 filling the air and getting shit done and, and being you and carrying it that like when you have that two hours afterwards, you just be like, Holy fuck. I don't want to speak. I just want to chill and zone the fuck out. Like, I don't think people yeah. realize that they think it's all fun and games and it's not, it, it, there's I a think... diligence to it that needs to be respected.
1: And there's the other piece of that too, that, Any asshole could come into your chat and just be a dick. Oh yeah, and you've got to deal with that aspect of it. And whether it's like you've got a you know a a, you know a hundred people you know just being good, it just takes one asshole to come in and just just fuck things up.
0: So first off, I have an incredible mod team, and I love those guys. They've been with me for nearly seven eight years. Um, they're fantastic. Um. I am also a child of the internet. I'm a 92 kid and yeah. I am born and bred in that environment and I'm used to it. So my perspective on it is different than other people. When we have people like that, I just ignore them or, yeah. you know, I ban and ignore. Um, I think it's a problem in a way. Um, people can choose how they want to deal with that however they want, but I see it all the time where you see a snapshot of, a, a snapshot of what they, what someone said. on socials and they're promoting this troll and the more you promote a troll the more Uh, you're going to get trolled so the trolls it's internet you you roll with the punches you got to roll with the punches and that's how you do that aspect of it and that's that's just if there's nothing somebody can say to me that somebody has already said to me right and that's and sometimes i'll even laugh if it's really good i'll laugh because it's funny Um, And that's how I handle it with humor. Um, Other people don't. And I think you have to. It's not everyone is in the mental state that they can handle. And also I am in a privileged position where I'm a white man. So if I am in a different position. If I am from a minority or if I'm a female broadcaster, you are dealing with a lot of animosity and a lot of negativity that I personally don't have to deal with. So I'm in a privileged position in that sense where there really isn't anything somebody can say to me because I've already heard it, but then also I am not a huge social target at the same time. Right. Yeah. Um,
1: I can only imagine what the Sigmas, the Gingers, the you know, Miss Maggie, what they they do.
2: All the rest of them, what they deal with. So much bullshit.
0: It's a lot. Yeah. It is it is a lot and that has to weigh heavy and it's it's I applaud them for their continue like how they per- persevere and continue to push forward because it is certainly an issue. Um, on the other side of things, getting back to um the workload, yeah, I mean it it's easy. Everyone on the planet that has a computer and a GPU can stream, especially now. Maybe not in the past, but they can certainly do that now, and everyone can get started at any time that they wish um so if somebody thinks it might be easy to do then they can just do it um yeah give it um, a shot yep. yeah give it a, give yeah. it a shot i think the difficulty isn't the streaming part like most people right. can talk for hours a day most people can play and talk at the same time the problem is like being engaging enough where people are willing to sit there and listen to you for a long time and then you do that for not days not months but years the years yeah. part is what demotivates people and uh that is the most difficult way. challenge. Yeah.
1: You've, you're 10 years into this and, you know, you've got, you know, you, you know, because that was one of the things I was going to ask you, like, how do you go from, you know, transition from, you know, how do, you know, it must be tough for the new streamers who have been just playing the one game and now they've got to change it up. At least you've been through that. You sort of, you know, how to right. navigate that.
2: They've never made it through a full transition of, hey, this was the popular thing. People like me for this reason. And now I, how do I bridge the gap? Like you've done it multiple times there's clearly something to that besides just hard fucking work, you know obviously that's an aspect of it, right, like breaking your ass to get it done, doing what you know other people won't, being the best at x, y, and z, but there's something else right there's there's a personal part of that that connects with people that you know keeps them engaged and and mm. that's that's you right that's the that is deadly slob right and that yeah. you don't see that with a lot of you know. A lot of streamers that are popular it's like yeah they're they're the hot thing right now but that longevity you question it that's what's interesting to me too you know it's like it's like flavor of the month right or flavor of the uh, of the year even with some of these games flavor of the, t- the title you know it's it's who's good at what and yeah if you if all you're doing is jump around and clicking heads sure people are going to want to watch that because they can't do it but if you're not bringing anything but that when the game changes, when the audience changes and the game doesn't, I mean, how do you stay relevant? Like, how do you continue to, to, to drive this as an actual thing?
0: Yeah. It's more than the game.
2: Yep. And yeah. And sure. I
0: think it's, um, there's a lot of folks that follow trends and like, I'm guilty of that as well, especially when it comes to cycle Frontier. And, um, I see a game that is up my alley that I think, uh, players would or people that are watching my stream would like to watch um but i think people spend too much time focusing on what everybody else is doing and not really how they can differentiate themselves from everybody else and you know there's only one tim the Tatman. man there's only yeah. one nick Merks. there's only one doctor disrespect if you're copying their stream to the t they are going to watch the tim the tat man the nick mercs and the right. doctor Disrespect. Right. Um, you know, and, and you can learn from those individuals, you can watch and take notes and understand how they handle certain situations and you can become a better streamer for that for sure. But I think a lot of people, and, and also again, that clicking heads aspect, um, unless you are the e level player that is the best in the world, like Dyrus, I don't know if anybody knows who Dyrus is, but Dyrus don't. was, uh, and still is. He's an OG Twitch guy, Justin TV guy. And the reason why I bring him up, people might, listening might know who I'm talking about. He was so good at League of Legends that he would play it for like 18 hours a day. He would put a pillow in front of him. Put, he would lean into the pillow because he was so tired. And we have this terrible little, little webcam. But he was so amazing that he would have thousands of people watching his gameplay. And uh, so there's a difference. Like you're, you could be a diarist or you could be a doctor disrespect, right? He's yeah. good, but he's also entertaining. And there's a balance of both and showing people, people get hooked to maybe your personality, not necessarily your capability of killing uh, or being really good at the game. Um, That helps both helps, but it's not just about that. And I think people fall into that trap uh, on Twitch where they think they have to perform at the highest level all of the time. And I, me personally, it's, When I do bad in Tarkov on a stream, I kind of like, ah, shit, I fucked up, but it's not, I don't go in. I don't, I'm not concerned every morning thinking about, oh, am I going to raid? Well, yeah, yeah. Right. i'm thinking about, about what kind before. of shit if we're talking about
2: in five raids in a row it, it, does that do i even give a fuck right? you're not if doing aim
0: like, drills yeah off, and right. so <laughs>
4: stream and stuff <laughs>
0: and it's about how you handle it too it's yeah, about a matter absolutely. of attitude because yeah. like you could just yep. keep dying and just make it funny and then it's entertaining right. Right. oh right and that's what makes the difference that's like uh aqua fps
4: right he came in and he was like not good at the game, right? Went into the <laughs> the Punisher tournament, but he's like, I could relate to him so well because I'm like, right? See, I could see the pain that I feel on his face, yeah. and then you have like Doctor Disrespects all the way over here, and then Pastillis all the way over here on the other end, and like, right. you know, it's it's so true what you said
5: about. I'm
0: somewhere out. in the middle there because, like, man, I do some <laughs> doofish shit sometimes. Yeah. Like, I'm inconsistent. But- I, I'm o- I'm always working in the in the
5: morning, so I don't get to see it. But I see you and Jesse collaborating a lot more. Jessica yep. Kazam and I, I, I watched him a lot when he, I discovered him and Veritas on in their podcast and all that. So I mean, how did you guys get
0: connected and start to collaborate? Um, <clears throat> Believe it or not, um, people just ask, and I just right. jump in. That's it's cool. it's it's it's. Um, I think um, I am primarily like a solo guy, but I like yeah. to branch out. Times so if you ask me at like the right time and I, I don't really know much about you I might just say yes and then like we just jump in and then Jesse perfect I, example was,
4: of you coming on our podcast it was
0: <laughs> you know what I was like hey man you know what I'm, I it's been a while they I should do a podcast and boom you know what I mean like so uh, Jesse reached out and um, didn't know much about him at the time we played like I would say it took us like seven minutes. And we like we're just compatible. You just it works. Yeah, you guys we're just, just like gel. we we we. If we knew each other in real life, we'd be like best buds. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Like it just it just works. And it felt like I was playing with somebody and streaming with somebody and like broadcasting with somebody is like a different vibe because like sometimes yeah. it works and sometimes it doesn't. Right, right. right. So you have to kind of like feel that out. But like, it was just boom, just happened. So it That's was really awesome. fun. So we, I, I it, the problem with me now is I stream five days a week, and now I have yeah. like there's so many people that want to do so many different things. So right,
2: trying to find the I hate
0: and, saying uh, no to people, but unfortunately I still have to do solo stuff because, um, connecting with the chat is so important. Like I yeah, don't want to like, if I'm brand, doing, right? yeah, it, you have to be invested in the people that are stopping by and making the show happen. So, and I can, and I personally can only do that during solo time. Um, uh, yeah. because if I'm playing with another person i'm
2: there's comms there's all times i'm yeah. focused on them which is such an important piece of being able to play like a true duo or or more right yeah. like and don't don't worry we, we you know we'll understand if you don't want to play a five man with us <laughs> hey man it might have to i don't know you guys might see you might be able to carry
0: me yeah <laughs> i don't i
2: doubt it no yeah, not on be a least... five man There'll be at least three team kills.
0: All right. At least three. Okay. Dude, I team killed Swamp Fox today. I, uh, (laughs) so, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Uh, we, we're getting better at it though, you know, uh,
1: No, we shy fun. we shy away from our five, man. We keep our good, good gear back in the stash. When someone says, Hey, let's go five in the customs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. We, we
2: got a, we got a good squad of folks who play with us <laughs> on the regular. And, you know, we, we run our discord and we have, we have some fun. And some of the, some of the, you know, the groups, we, it gets out of hand. You get five guys in and it, it is, it gets hectic. And it, I think that's part of the fun of Tarkov, honestly, is, is that it is, a fucking shit show. And yeah. when you go into those moments, you're like, you know what? I'm doing it. It's good. like, you got room for one more? And it's like, oh, we already got five. Ah, fuck. All right. Well, I won't play that round, but I will watch all five streams up and sit there <laughs> smiling. And I'll try to jump in as it's, oh, it's Overwatch. Oh, hey. Hey. Yeah. you know, No, he's here. He's there. Yeah. Yeah. No, you guys are good. Okay. Keep going. Backseat everyone's looter. like, everyone's like, all right. Thanks. <laughs> backseat yeah, backseat looter. Uh-huh. Looter. Absolutely. I yeah, moved that. What you thought? No, you don't need that. Um that's but funny yeah. th- th- that part of it's so much fun right is that engagement and that's something that i always find interesting too like like that, that you're you're traditionally a solo player but mm. you've you have you run squads and you connect with folks and hit it off and it, even like does it ever get to the point where you you'll run duos and you're like nah like this isn't really working <laughs> i i'm not enjoying myself or is it really just like fucking it, it's a new experience and whatever
0: so that's a very interesting question. And I can't name names, but uh, I will say no. yes. Don't name um, there's been a number of different situations where that has happened and um, it's unfortunate, but you know, I do my best to stay um, you know, level headed and you know, I, I my biggest rule in on social media is if you don't want shit, then you don't start shit.
2: Mm-hmm. So
0: it's kind of like um sometimes you're just not compatible with people and that's just Okay, there's nothing, it doesn't mean that person sucks. It just means it's you're just two different people. Right. Yeah. And, um, that, that has only happened though, like three or four times in my entire streaming career. So it's very rare that that would actually happen. Um, now, but, do you yeah. get
1: that when that happens? Do you sort of text Mrs. Deadly and say, Hey, let, let, let me, let Vince loose. I got to take him out for a <clears throat> movie or something
0: like that. No, I play it out. I play it out. I always do. I try to, <laughs> I try to be as, uh, um, is is just i don't like the the chat to know because like i also don't want people to start any sort of harassment or anything so yeah yeah. so i most people don't know i'll put it that way almost everybody has no idea but you know it's um it's it's weird it's hard it's hard to explain just sometimes it just doesn't vibe yeah yeah no i mean I totally know
5: what you're talking about because I play with Lobo every single night and it's it's, <laughs> <the>
0: it's
5: <laughs> <laughs> your inner voice fighting, not your oh, outer oh. voice. Oh you're, right <laughs> oh, you're right here. Sorry, sorry. But but to, to expand on
0: that point too, I think I kind of went to a different lane. If I feel like I'm doing too many collaborations, that does affect me off stream. Because yeah. I if I don't connect with my audience enough, right. that bums me out. Like, so that's, that's, I think that's why people don't understand like why I enjoy soloing so much is just because like, I do like doing duos and I like the people I do duos with, but I I don't make the jokes and I don't get the connection with my audience when I do that. And I, and, and that's why I stream. Do you yeah, think um, that's fair. do you
2: think that part of that step back, right, is that when it's you rolling solo and it's you and your audience, you you get more enjoyment, more interaction out of with them, right, than mm-hmm. than the game. The game yeah. is kind of secondary, right? And you're like, eh, fuck it, like I'm having fun and, and maybe I'll have a cool play here and everyone'll get excited. Maybe not, who gives a shit? Like the I'm game is like a canvas. Yeah, you know, it's, it's and then the and the
0: stream is just throwing shit and then I have to try to deal with it. If
2: you're playing yeah. with someone else, you're now, painting on their canvas a little bit, right? So, you got well, to, I'm it just a little playing bit games more. now. Yeah. That's really, like, I yeah. feel like
0: at that point, you now to I'm disconnect. Yeah, I disconnect. I don't become a streamer anymore and I become a duo partner. And right. like sometimes that's really fun and the banter is and what's entertaining. Yeah, but if it doesn't vibe, then I'm, I, then I'm not, I'm not, I'm becoming like everybody else in a sense where I'm just playing the game yeah. and I'm trying to do it at a high enough level to support my teammate. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. and that could be really cool. But if I do that too much, then I lose the big reason why I like to stream. Yeah, so, yeah. It's
2: yeah. really interesting. That's, That's a, a, that that a dynamic it. that uh, I don't think a lot of people think of, right? And it's not mm-hmm. something that would come across in, in, you know, in as casual players, right? Or as yep. even like us. I mean, we play, you know, and we, again, we've got, you know, our squad that we play with, and, you know, hopefully folks are on at night. And if they're not, you're running solos. And when someone jumps in, you run duos. But it's not we're not interacting as much with an audience at that point so it's not that's not the value there that's not what we're trying to convey it's more just personal fun do you have trouble separating personal fun from games yes
0: i was just about to jump in on that yeah it's different it is like because like i will be playing new world right now off stream with a company of 100 people that are like friends and mods and community members but also almost everybody that's in there is like more than just a viewer. They're like people yeah. that have been around. I like I know who they are. It's like it's like old school gaming for me. It's like actual gaming. Right. Playing video games on stream is completely different and it's like it's it's not nearly as satisfying at times as like sitting down and just like having a glass of whiskey or cracking a beer and then what you guys do is like shoot the shit and have a five man team and have a laugh. It's it's different. Yeah. And um you know, I think some you know, I, I see people get bummed out with that sometimes, but you know, streaming is a dream job, so it's important to remember the positives um, that, like of being in that position of having the ability to play video games for a living at, in some capacity, but it, it is different. Okay.
1: Oh. Do you oh. get to travel much down? Have you been down to the states much?
0: Um, last time I was in the States was 2019. So it's been it's been a bit because twenty twenty I canceled TwitchCon or sorry PAX East to go to TwitchCon and then TwitchCon was in May of twenty twenty so COVID yeah so I haven't been back I uh, will be back though because it's I drive to Halifax and then it's like an hour and ten minute flight yeah so it's like super easy and how was PAX
1: did you enjoy your experience
0: um the first year I did um. It was really, really eye-opening. It was my first convention that I ever went to and uh, made some connections, uh, especially with the scum guys and um, met a lot of people, a lot of community members and stuff. But um, sorry. um, Yeah, the second year, Twitch pulled out pretty much entirely from PAX East, and that was a huge blow because Facebook gaming and YouTube gaming kind of moved into that space So the year before was like super like Twitch heavy and I was doing like sponsorship opportunities and cool stuff and then going to meet a bunch of Twitch staff and, um, just doing, just doing cool stuff. Like it just, and then the next year was not that. And I was like, ah, like this isn't nearly as fun. And then, but I still like went. I always go bar hopping with the viewers. So, uh that's my favorite thing that's cool I, that's awesome. I love it it's so much fun so uh i miss that and i can't wait i can't wait to go back um we even have this guy that was like 19 by the states you can't get in the bars yeah like 22 but he was from ah oh, we, we got him in there anyway we found a way but, <laughs> but it was it was a good time you know what i mean like uh i, I miss hanging out with people in real life I thought it was going to be weird at first, yeah. but I, I had some experience with that working remotely and we would come to Vancouver and everyone would be in person. So initially I kind of broke the ice with that feeling. So I knew what I was going to expect and right. um, people were very cool. There it, 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 it was maybe like one weird situation yeah. <laughs> out of like hundreds, but like other than that, it was fine.
1: It's interesting because I got a lot of yeah. people who are, you know, streamers like you, are they out, you know, in real life? Are they sociable or are they more like they're happy behind the, the, the camera? And so it's, I guess it's just like real life, too.
0: Uh, it's. Yeah, I would say most most are very similar than to their like some people have a persona. Yeah, uh, I I'm, Everyone has a persona, including myself. I'm not even aware of the persona that I portray on stream Your
2: broadcast yeah. persona right right I mean, it you know, just kind of happens mean, yeah. it's like when
0: that. you're going to work it's the same thing yeah. like oh you flip sure. that switch and you go into work mode it's like yeah. the same thing with streaming it's your professional but side I, yeah your professional I have side your, your commentating voice or whatever well, but that's um your
4: detriment probably <laughs> that's
0: i i haven't met anybody in real life that was a streamer that wasn't similar to how they portray themselves yeah on camera i'll put it that way like right. it's Fair always enough. been a good time so yeah. uh and i and i miss i miss that environment um a lot for sure
1: cool now outside of gaming you know when you're not doing your thing what uh you know you guys doing traveling <clears throat> you know do you cook smoke what you know smoking, uh, uh,
0: very easy very um, easy
5: um, oh
0: um no it's legal here i can talk <laughs> oh,
5: it about is it. it is legal in <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, I, uh, a big, uh, <laughs> cannabis connoisseur, or at least I was for a long time, maybe not so much as I, I used to be. Um, but, uh, honestly right now, um, it is all consuming of the broadcast and trying to find a, a balance between that. Like I'm into like formula one. I like to cook Are from you? time to time. Yeah. Big into formula one. So I enjoy like watching the qualifiers and seeing the. First practice, second, third qualifier, in the race weekends. I'm super into that, um, so that occupies my weekend time a lot. Uh, I don't race video games. I suck. I'm uh, not good at it. Um, you, and into, then,
2: you into cars in outside of Formula One?
0: No, you know I'm not a huge uh, I'm not a huge gearhead, but I would like to okay. be. Uh, I'm a proud owner of a uh, Volvo, like XC60. Uh, super turbocharger, like really <laughs> nice. Like, dude, I I love that vehicle, and uh, uh, it's it's kind of turning me into a bit of a gearhead. But okay, you know, I'm 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 uh I'm early in I'm early in. It's a world yeah. I'm learning about. Oh, did you, uh, did you, did you like the There's
2: longevity in it. You'll mm-hmm. never yeah. get sick of it. Once you once you get bitten with the gearhead thing, you'll find shit everywhere that will. I got like
0: a, a huge washing and cleaning station. I got like multiple different waxes. Like it's getting bad. Oh uh, yeah, I mean? like, you
2: get into it. Just wait it's till you bad. start. Wait till you start changing oils for the seasons, and you start. Uh, you know, and you, and you're talking gear ratios. It, it, yeah, it's fun though. It's it's it, it's Yeah, there's always. I always find it interesting to find how many different unique folks get drawn together by certain mechanical things. And I feel like automotives is a lot like that, right? Like car guys, it's kind of span and car car guys, girls, car, whoever span kind of generationally or or wherever, uh, you know, they may land. It's, it's always interesting different walks of life, different backgrounds, but some sort of thing gravitates you to giving a shit about automotive or, you know, motorcycles or whatever, any sort of
1: Did you watch the uh, Schumacher special on Netflix?
0: I did. Yes, um, it was interesting. I think um, with that special, I, I I personally didn't learn anything more than what we have available to the public because yeah. of that tragic skiing accident and the family being very close close with the ongoing situation. But um, it was cool to see like a nice trip down memory lane. And and Schumacher was uh, my father's favorite racer. So growing up, I was always hearing about it, and the races were always on. and um, I never i wasn't super into it back then so it's cool to go through that history and 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 relive that um as well as the senate documentary as well yeah. so yeah um, yeah my
1: um that's the schumacher era is when i got sucked into formula one so you know with jacques Villeneuve, you got oh, yeah. schumacher mika those were the i really enjoyed formula one back back then and then just recently getting back into it with uh the F one series that's on Netflix. I think it was covering like the 2018 series. And that was so good seeing so much different footage that you don't normally see with, with F one.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, that's what um, reinvigorated. I was watching a race, the first race of this season. And um, I was like, I got to get back into that show to learn more about the drivers. Like I was watching, I, I watched it every now and again, um i I, in canada we have the ability i don't know if you have that in the states you might i'm sure but you can watch uh this there's the perspectives of the drivers you have the map you have the pit the pit camera you have the race that's ongoing and the commentation race so you can like flip between all the channels so i was like doing that i was like man i gotta learn more about this so that's what got me into the show um but outside all those other hobbies um and yeah, like eight hours of streaming, plus like just doing maintenance and house stuff and like yeah. cooking and life. And then hard to have other. it's hard. It was hard. You know, before COVID hit, I was super into weightlifting and stuff. And I've taken a backseat on that a little bit um, because the gyms have been open and closed and all sorts of stuff. That's been super disappointing. Um, but uh, yeah, hobby is just it's super light right now. I would you say. You
1: watching, but, you watch anything with uh, Mrs., Mrs. Deadly? any shows oh.
0: movies midnight mass and squid game have been the two recents. um midnight mass if you watch midnight mass if you, if you want to re- learn what it's like to live on prince Edward island watch midnight mass, midnight
2: mass. Ma- right? i got i'm making a note midnight here haven't seen that midnight mass what what platform is it on it is on netflix i, I think i think it's
0: on netflix yeah i think it's on netflix yeah. Um okay. it is a very interesting I'll give you the I'm not going to spoil it but it's yeah, basically no a small spoilers. island. It's just an island with 127 people and they're living life and a and a new priest moves in. Oh, um, oh boy. And you know and that's all I'm going to say.
2: Yeah. All right. All
0: right. Squid Game is crazy. Yeah. Squid, Squid Game is, is crazy.
2: <laughs> so Squid Game's got so much so much heat on it right now and and I always feel like you you Everyone gets wrapped up on anything, right? Whether it's a new game, new show, new series, new movie, whatever it is, and it gets blown the fuck out of proportion. And it always drives me nuts because I, 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 I tend to be critical about media stuff, and and I, fl- I won't watch it. Like I, I like I'm, you're, you're, I'm like, you're just like, like, you know what? This is too much I'm hype. Like fucking peer pressure. I'm not doing it. I'm like, and I'm, we're moving. I'm moving in with my girl at the end of the month or beginning of next month, and i'm like when we get settled in and this dies down a little bit we will throw that shit on we will binge watch it and we'll figure out what the fuck we think about it right rather than the high train that's going out of control because every time that happens at least i not every time most times that happens it's disappointing because it's never going to be what everyone wants it to be and everyone tells you it's going to be you have these high expectations and it just crashes i think not to come full circle here but I think that is also part of the reason why Tarkov's taking a little bit of kick in the teeth right now is that it it's coming off a high note. Everyone's coming into this with like this expectation that this is fucking flawless game. And it, no, it's not. And, and it's not meant to be and we're working on it still, right? Like it's getting better and things are changing. So like, I, I approach anything like that games. this like when these guys were all going nuts and Tarkov, I was like, I don't know, man. And then I, what, I was six months after you, bro. Where I was, or more than that, a year maybe, and I was like, all right, I'll give it a go. And they're like, you're way behind, dude. And these poor bastards had a carry. That was
4: bait. my second run of Tarkov. I had, I think it was like 2018, I, I purchased it. I tried it for a little bit. I remember specifically getting, I couldn't jump over the guardrail down by the pier at shoreline. And I was like, what huh. the fuck is this game? I can't even jump over this fucking guard. I'm like you can't <laughs> jump at all in this game. I'm like, how am I supposed to you're play this You're probably
0: smashed between this, like the mountain on the right. And then the truck and the fence. And you're like, yeah. I can't, can't get, get, get in." Get the I'm
4: like, I, I don't know move. how to play this game. And then some scav like straight up murdered me. And I was like, what the fuck? Where's my stuff? What happened to my body? I didn't know what was happening. <laughs> um,
0: yeah as a streamer i need to follow the hype a little bit um because um it's advantageous for me to do that um but i'm usually pretty open about that um again um it is i I try not to go too hard at it like i do miss opportunities intentionally because i know going in it is not going to be a game that i personally enjoy i'll put it this way i don't go and play games that are trendy that i know that i'm not going to like
2: right um
0: and um and, you don't and, do it and, just,
2: to, just to be part of the wave. If, you, if you're like, hey, this might be interesting to me, I'll do it, but I, I get yeah, that. Yeah, like, I think I'm
0: that sure matters. It. it, I think that it matters to me. So it might not matter to other people, but it does matter to me because it does seem a little disingenuous. Now on the same coin, I, this is a business and I will do sponsored streams sometimes, but only for games that I think I might like. The money has an impact on my how I skew that like I won't do a Raid shadow legend sponsor but I'll do like um I did like a blood hunt one which is kind of like a br but you're a vampire and I watched the trail I was like that looks kind of cool and it's got and I also take into account the positive rating on steam so I'll never take a sponsorship that's got a negative or like mostly negative review on steam right um no matter how much money they're willing to take in so that, that I feel like is very important. And then sometimes, though, I do miss opportunities because of that. But I feel at the end of the day, I just know what I like. And yeah, the, the, per- so. the perfect streaming game is like a game that I like and what my viewers like. Sometimes Fair. I like it and the viewers hate it. And other times it's vice versa. So That's a good yeah.
5: stance to take, though. Because, I mean, you got to think of it. You have an audience to, to maintain you have to enjoy what you're doing. So you don't want to just like sell out, well, use the term sell out to just go and just play gotta a game. Just for, you got to balance it out. Uh, that makes perfect sense. It it makes perfect sense. Yeah.
0: You have to, you have to balance it out. Like if I start doing mobile games, like people like, what the fuck? Like
5: what are <laughs> no, you I, doing? Well, I've face, never, or Facebook games for a little well,
2: I was literally going to use this to kind of <laughs> recruit you to my guild, but you know, now I just, there's no hope, right? Hey,
0: listen, man, I hate to break it to you. I'm not into the Farmville shit. You know, I'm just, oh. you know,
2: Band. It is Hero Wars. It is phenomenal, okay? <laughs> oh it's it, it's pay-to-win. You know what? Pretty, you know what? It could be pretty good. To win. It could be it's pretty a totally
4: pay-to-win game. It's you can't defend a,
2: it. Be convenient. It's pay-to-win. <laughs> pay win. You know
0: what? At the end of the day, whatever you find fun is important. I think uh, that as gamers, uh, people a, need to remember sure. that shit. you like pay-to-win pay
4: games, that's fine. you want to play some Facebook
0: bullshit, that's okay. You know, whatever... Whatever, whatever floats do, your whatever shitty boat. Yeah.
1: Oh, whatever. Uh, I <laughs> speaking kidding. of boats, uh, do you get out on the water much, Deadly?
0: Uh, I do uh, seasonally. So uh, the first week of lobster fishing season, I do. Uh, and the last week of lobster fishing season, I do. Um, I just assist. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. um, and then in the summertime, I'm out there sometimes whenever we take the boat out just to kind of have a couple beers and like be out on the water. However, I do not have my boating license, and I don't think I would ever own a boat. Most people, they, they oh. always say, like the best day of a boat yeah. owner is the day they buy it and the right. day they sell it. Well, the the best boat is your your buddy's boat for sure, or
2: or your <laughs> oh, brother's yeah. boat. Your brother's yeah. boat is the best boat because then I you think know, you got to we're thinking about all getting shit. a family no, no. boat
0: like um, uh, like we would a bunch yeah. of people would contribute we would put it in a pier or something like that right, and whoever is in the area maintains it takes it out Fair enough. Uh, but that wouldn't be for a couple of years so we just go in the lobster boat which is like this perfect platform to have a huge group of people it's it right. works great but it's nice. also millions of dollars Ooh, so, man yeah like like now I think a Ooh. lobster gear is like one point four million Canadian dollars, yeah. so oh my God, a couple of years ago it was not worth that, but well Canadian
2: I, dollars are like rubles and dark off right,
0: yeah, like rubles now, yeah, so so you yeah. be careful' um,
4: We're letting the hand on the lobster boat, you don't wanna mess up your mouse in hand or anything. I joke, yeah, with my I wife
0: mean whenever. unfortunately, given how little opportunities there are in uh where I'm from, like if I wasn't streaming, there's a good chance I'd be on a boat right now, so or at least <laughs> seasonally, so yeah, yeah.
4: Awesome. I was joking with my wife that I can't, you know, do any, well, if I'm doing like yard work or something like I can't, I got to stop. I'm going to get a blister on my mousing hand. Cause you know,
0: you know, and it's funny though, a is, streamer, um,
4: but I'm, you know, I'm on a computer all day long for works. So.
0: I got a good excuse. I have uh, <laughs> physically induced asthma, which is why I've been coughing a little bit uh, during the stream a little. So I have a literal, literal inhaler where like, you know, if I get too crazy, if I want to work out, like if I want to lift weights, I got to take that thing before I go. So I have a good excuse to play video games. Like I, yeah, you that's know, a very good I, excuse. Yeah, be stuck go. inside. COVID affects, yeah. you know,
1: PEI for you guys like lockdown. You had the Atlantic bubble, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. It's still squirrely. Uh, yeah. Living on an island during this situation is weird because uh, it is uh, comes down to tourism money. Yeah, the, the day. So summertime, oh, miraculously we're open. Ah, fall, shit, we're closed. You know what I mean? So, and that goes for the residents too. So, um, you know, it's, it's, we're working good. I think we have like a 95% vaccination rate or something like that. And like people are particularly willing to participate in, uh, what's going on. And I I think we're just waiting. I think most of the Islanders are good. We also have like a significant population of elderly. So a huge percentage of the population is at risk. And I think people are aware of that. So um, people are patient, but also getting antsy. So yeah. um, that's uh, everyone. It's it's been. We didn't get hit. We'll put it that way. We never got hit once. So I think the most um, cases we ever had was like wow. fourteen. That's, oh, that's wow. at that one time. That's because we lock, we locked New that Zealand. shit down immediately. Yeah, we didn't fuck around. We're like close New the Zealand. bridge. You don't Close the plane.
4: Lift up the bridge. Yeah. Lift
0: up the bridge. Close that shit down. We got after it really quick. But then we also we've we've also we went no mass for a while. Back to mass. So. I think we we did better than other people, but yeah, I bet people are it's easier like if you ever played play politics well, just
2: small po- ma- small population right
0: yeah, Madagascar and Greenland you know yeah. they're the ones that get you we're also yeah. in that category yeah. So. yeah my dad uh he
1: lived well, he lives outside of Ottawa, and it was funny Ottawa had you couldn't go to restaurants, but out on the west side where he lived out in El Monte, they could go you could go to restaurants. So you had people from Ottawa driving to their little town. And it was just like, like, well, how do you stop that? And- My favorite
0: restaurants got closed down because of that. Uh, yeah. So they just didn't have the right procedures in place to navigate the environment, uh, either through delivery or otherwise like the Highlander. Ah, like that was a cool bar shut down a number of other places in the market. I lived right in the Bywood market. So anyone yeah. listening from Ottawa will know that. Um, so, oh man makes me yeah. sad, but it is what it is.
2: Yeah. yeah. I hear you. I hear you for sure. I mean, I'm I'm smack dab in the middle of Manhattan. So oh. we've had a very rough go of it for the last 18 months, ups and downs. Things are starting to finally come around to normal, normal-ish. So hmm.
0: yeah. Yeah. H- I think, I think it will be like that for the next yeah. 12 months, but then in a year or two, a year, maybe a year, I I hope
2: yeah i think uh, around I think yeah i think i think you're going to see vast improvements in six months in terms of you know return to work and back to you know office life and things like that i think um we're we're turning corners look it, the reality is right no matter what the goals are for vaccination and so on the the reality is always different and i think that the reality isn't going to change much from where it is now
0: it's a good point it's very yeah. that's actually that's the solid I agree.
2: Yeah. You you've convinced the folks you convinced, you haven't convinced the folks you're not going to convince. We got to plow through it. So
0: I think the way I seen it not to get too like politically charged or too covid centric, but um as long as the people that are willing to participate um have access or have had it happen and the people that are not willing to participate then at some point you have to be like okay, we have to move forward. Yeah. So when and that's different for everyone across the globe. So it could be different for my little Island in your yeah. state, but you know, and so that's, that's going to be an individual situation. And um, I'm glad I'm not a fucking lawmaker or a politician. I'll tell yeah, you that. Right? Cause that yeah. seems to be a tough job. A, yeah. sure. I, don't, I don't want anything to do with that world. Nope. Um, And uh, yeah, it's just a tough, tough one.
1: All right. So a couple, we got a couple of questions that people sent us and then we'll, we'll wrap things up if you're good with it. Sure. Absolutely. All right. So, one of the, one of the people in the Twitter land, they said, if you could change one thing in your career of streaming, what would it
0: be? Um, I would have went full time sooner. Yeah. I think what oh. I, I always had the dream of wanting to do it full time, but I always worked and did, did other things and I didn't like sales when I was doing it. So I really hated it, but I continued to do it because I knew it was going to pay the bills. So I wish I was in a position where I could take the risk sooner and get started faster. Because uh, I have the luxury of being in this industry now for 15 years, some like a significant majority of that being as a hobbyist. So if I was able to start as a business individual sooner, I think it would be better off. So that's the only thing I would really change.
1: All right. And we'll do one more. What are your hopes and ex- expectations for Tarkov in the near future?
0: Um, my hope for Tarkov in the near future is the connected environment with um a deployment and extraction system it doesn't necessarily need to be like people are constantly extracting and deploying but i i, I want to get it to that set state where if you spawn in like customs you can walk your way to reserve and you can continue to move down to shoreline and spend as, as much time in that rate as possible which is what they want to get it to. It's still going to be a deployment and extraction system, but with an extended time. So that's one thing. The second thing is I would love to see it more like hardcore focused. So not everything is just, hey, let's farm a bunch of stuff, convert it into rubles Mm -hmm. and then buy the best stuff of the flea market. I would love to see it more like the dealers have like individual things that are available sometimes that might give you a good start, but you still have to collect most of your stuff in raid, and that means killing other people that take their good stuff too. I think that would increase the edge. So yeah, absolutely. I completely agree yeah, with you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that would be a huge help. And um the, the I hate to bring up the cycle again, but the cycle Frontier has shown me I've always been kind of 50-50 split on the flea market. I understand the good and the bad, but I think it's really shown me that, you know, at the end of the day, I think Tarkov would be better off without that market and other games like Diablo 3. Um, had an auction house and removed it because of that reason. So yeah, there's no shame in removing it if the community and the game developers feel it would push their game in a better direction.
3: Yeah.
0: Um, and I think I think Battlestate Games won't do it. I, I don't think they will remove the flea market. I just think it would be better if they did.
5: Yeah,
4: I thought yep. it would be cool if they pushed it in raid. Right. So if you go in a raid, you go to the flea market. Whatever you get, you got to carry it out to
2: actually get it. And you got to carry it in to list it there. And if you die along the way, someone loot your shit.
0: I think they want to do dealers that way. They're animating and putting dealers, and there's going to be a trader on Lighthouse. Yeah. Um, hmm. So that's what I mean. Earlier in the podcast, I mentioned that yeah. Nikita had a vision of the game that we don't really understand. And we don't that, know is, that, is, that is a part of that vision. Yeah. So um, I want, but it's been also four years. So hmm. I want to yeah. see that game that he visions. i like the current game is fun and cool but i want to see them start making like radical shifts in yeah. starting to position their game don't be scared for the for the end game like getting, yeah. getting ready for their release like i think they need to start doing that yeah so
5: yeah. Yeah. i completely oh. agree don't don't be scared of the internet flame that may come just make the game that 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 he has in his head and i think that we'll all enjoy
1: Home it at the
2: end deliver it yeah yeah i agree
1: so now something we, we do with, you know, your guest number two, we're, you know, so happy you joined us, but something we want, we like to do is, you know, uh, donate to a charity for mm. the guests to come on. And you're, if you want to talk about the charity you chose.
0: Yeah. I uh, decided to choose uh, Pank one, which is a pancreatic cancer, uh, Canadian charity. Um, and I linked up with them a few, about a year ago and, um, It is one of the most under-researched forms of cancer, but also one of the ones that are the deadliest. And more often than not, by the time you realize that you have it, then it's already too late. And when I, you know, I have been personally affected. My grandmother has had it. A number of other people in my family have had it as well. And um, the moment I started doing more research, I I actually, I was robbed of that relationship, actually. Uh, My grandmother died when I was like eight years old. I didn't know her very much. I didn't get the opportunity to because she passed away from that form of cancer. So, um, it's, it, it's, it's, it's one, it's, it's it's one that definitely is deserving. And also, um, the late great, um, um, Alex Trebek as well. Um, you know, he, he was an advocate of uh pancreatic cancer research because he was suffering from that. So I think, um, it's, it's one of those areas that certainly needs, uh, more assistance, and that's one of the biggest reasons why I chose it for um, the charity of choice, and then also one of the reasons why I'll continue to support that charity moving into the future. Excellent, that's cool. excellent, great.
1: All right, yeah. and one more thing, we got to ask you. So we weren't painful, you know. Yeah, yeah. We had a good time.
0: Who oh yeah, guys, absolutely.
1: Who should we go? Who Who do you call out right here and say
0: you're next on the hideout? So you guys talked to Veritas. You talked to myself. That's it, man. <laughs> I think I personally think if you wanna if you wanna get like the OG story of like where the game kind of started, I do think like cleaner Willers would be a good a good a good opportunity. Okay. Um and then obviously I gotta mention my boy like Markstrom and Cotton. All uh, right. Cotton would be really, really fun because he's an OG yeah. that has been through the beginning stages of the game, but might yeah. not necessarily be a fan of where the game is now, yeah. but also might have great ideas of like where they want the game to be in the future. Yeah. Um And then, and then also a fan of the survival genre in general. Yeah. So um, right. you have you a lot, of, the options. A lot, of, a lot options. of options. A lot of options. All right. So that.
1: if we, you, you're going to twist cotton Zerm, we'll, we'll be happy to have him.
0: Yeah, I will try. I will try my best. I don't think he, He's a difficult one to get on <laughs> podcasts, just like <laughs> me. It's He's more difficult than me to get on podcasts. We'll put yeah. it that way. We're,
2: but... we're, not, we're harmless. we have a harmless. Harmless, harmless. We're harmless. We've you guys have been you, very yeah. kind, thank and uh,
0: I appreciate you guys inviting me on, and I, I, I had a lot of fun talking, talking to you uh, guys. Yeah, about thank all sorts you so much for uh, This was for
2: awesome. Yeah, thank this you for being so kind with your time.
0: Oh, yeah, no problem. No problem. All right, go play some New World. <laughs> yeah, no, you know what? I'm taking a break tonight because I need, you, I need some sleep. I need some sleep.
2: Got to catch a um, couple of Z's.
0: Yeah, I got to catch a couple Z's but before but the don't grind be shy continues. If we
2: shoot you an invite for a five man. I mean, just you know, yeah, yeah. Give it a Yeah, yeah. you know what, man? And um, <laughs> down the road, if you
0: guys, you know, I'd be absolutely down to do this again sometime. So, oh, it was a lot we of fun. We'd also, love to have you. We'll, Thank you. We'll, we'll, we'll get, get you time. back,
2: man. I promise you that. We'll, we'll sure. make sure. Awesome. All Thank man.
0: you very much. Take care, dude. So much. All right, guys.